Welcome everybody to episode 27 of the ADV podcast. Today we're going to be talking about numerous things, but of course the biggest thing in the news is what's going on in Hong Kong. We will be dedicating a fair amount of the show to that, but we have a lot to cover. So maybe we should get stuck. I'm actually surprised right this time you didn't say this is a big one, guys. It's an important this one. is an important it one. It is an important It's one. always an important one. Yeah, absolutely. So Got a little princess up here. Yes, let's uh, take a look. I think by now everybody knows who this is. This is Meng Wanzhou, which is... Uh, maybe you can give a bit of a background on her. She is the C, uh, CFO. CFO of Huawei, which mm. is, you guys know, that 5G technology company slash cell phone company, a juggernaut in China and has ties to the People's Liberation Army and the Chinese government. Uh, she was caught because she was doing business with Iran, who the Western world is not supposed to be dealing with. Mm -hmm. So she was arrested in Canada, where she stays in a multi-million dollar mansion, as mm -hmm. you can see with her little bodyguard there, yep. and her little ankle GPS bracelet. But yeah. China was very mad at this. Of so course. what did they do? Well, you can pull up the next photo. Okay, well, I mean, I would like to quickly point out that she's also the daughter of the owner of Correct. Huawei, yeah. so it's all nepotism, yeah, it's nepotism and it's all yeah. Communist Party ties and stuff. And what she really did was she <laughs> lied to a bank mm -hmm. to say that, uh, you know, basically what they were doing is... Well, that's how she got not, caught. Yeah, yeah, not selling to Iran right. against sanctions. Right. Um, these two guys, one of them is actually a friend of ours, mm -hmm. which we don't want to say which one because we don't want to get them into more trouble than they already are in were the retaliation and it's gotten to the point now where china's not even really denying the fact that they arrested these guys in retaliation to the arrest of Meng Wan, well, you know Wan Zhou, because these guys are canadians mm -hmm. and uh, they're fairly high profile canadians kind of kind of i mean not really our friend is not massively high profile but uh, he still you know does things and so they decided he's not a politician no no and the other guy well the diplomat yeah we're sorts. basically what happened is these guys were within a week just arbitrarily arrested no charges were brought against them nobody knew why and it took forever before State security yeah where they finally said oh you know that they've been doing things to harm china's state security and every single time a new thing comes up uh when there's a new thing uh, you know regarding the trial of uh, princess Meng, as they call it <laughs> me yeah they always bring up these guys and they're always like you know it can get a lot worse for these guys if things don't go well in the next part of the trial um, it's like despicable shit yeah. Now, the thing is, they are not staying in multi-million dollar mansions. They are in political prison with yeah. the light on 24-7. Uh, one of them had their glasses taken away so he couldn't read. They have been denied consular visits. Yep. So, you know, they're actually basically being held hostage. In, like hostage in a detention center yeah. where they, they're living in awful conditions. Like North and, Korea style. Yeah, Princess Meng gets to swan around. She's allowed out the house. It's not house arrest. She's allowed to go shopping yeah. and yeah. buy LV bags and whatever with her bodyguard. She just has to wear an ankle bracelet. Um, you know, which is GPS, not LV. Why are we bringing this up? Well, let's take a look at what's been going on very, very recently in the news. Well, of course, it's all related. So the huge controversy for the Chinese government was that they didn't want to see Canada give Hmong over to the U.S. to face yes. trial, because that's where the actual transgressions happened, right? Yeah, because it's all, you know, Canada has an extradition treaty Correct. with the, the USA, right. and she broke the she U.S. Broke law. Right, and it was a big one, yeah. right? So they were really pissed off and they said, don't you dare extradite her. You know, this is China thinks that other countries work like it does, like greasing palms and bribery mm -hmm. and corruption. But unfortunately for them, real legal systems exist in Western countries. Yes. So she was to face trial, which she did. She just lost the trial. Mm -hmm. And it is now being put forward that 
there is a very distinct possibility that she will, in fact, be extradited to the U.S. for trial. Yeah. And Chinese government's pretty mad. Yeah, well, let's let's rewind a little bit. Just mm-hmm. yeah, just before um, you know, which this actually happened yesterday when they announced what was going to happen. Just before that, the the Chinese media, mm. state media, was saying things, <laughs> saying things like, "Oh, she will be released and she'll be back in China within." She four won days. the trial. She won the trial. This is what they were telling everyone. <laughs> you know, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. I actually got scared because that was the first thing I read. Yeah. I was reading Chinese media. Yeah. And I was like, what? She won the case? And then I was like, oh, now she actually yeah. lost the case? So what her lawyers have been trying to do is try to prove that double criminality doesn't exist. Correct. So what this means is the law that she broke, the American law, is not the same law in Canada. Canada, yeah. Because that's the whole point. Is like if, let's say there's a law in America that you break, but that law doesn't exist in Canada, right. they can't actually no. extradite you because you haven't broken the law within the borders uh-huh. of Canada. But fraud, in other words, lying to a bank... Uh, is definitely a crime in Canada, so it's going ahead. Correct. But of course, this has caused a lot of outrage. Uh, you can see some of the, within the last week, just some of the top headlines. Let's read a few <laughs> of these out for those of you listening at home. This is like right afterwards. Yeah. And this is uh, from the Global Times, which the is English. the official Chinese Communist Party mouthpiece in, in English. English yeah. So you read the first one. Okay, so, and th- we didn't piece these together. No, this, the is this is just straight, on the website. straight from their website, yeah. <laughs> Era of US intimidating China over. Pompeo makes arrogant, hysterical statements about Hong Kong autonomy. <laughs> I love the language. Yeah. Hmong ruling by Canadian court outrageously wrong. <laughs> World needs to recognize gravity of U.S. financial China financial war. COVID-19 deaths hit 100,000, a monstrous failure of the U.S. system. Mm-hmm. U.S. virus death toll, a new stain on its human rights record. <laughs> yeah, what does that have to do with human rights? Are these guys 12? I don't actually know. But anyway, you can see that like, Hmong ruling by Canadian yeah. court outrageously wrong. I would like you to read. I actually took some quotes sure. out of an article from the the Chinese state media, and mm. this is what they said. This is pretty tasty. Yeah, the Canadians. This is quoting state media yeah. from China. Mm. This the Canadian side should immediately correct its mistake, release Miss Meng, and ensure her safe return to China at an early date, so as to avoid any continuous harm to China Canada relations. Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesman Zhao Lijian said on Tuesday. The U.S. and Canada abused their bilateral extradition treaty and arbitrarily took compulsory measures against a Chinese citizen without cause. This is the, this is rich hypocrisy because that's what China does, like what it did with our friend and the other Canadian. It's kind of an arbitrary detention. They don't even bring any kind of charges no. towards them until later when they kind of mm. figure out what they can get them on. She broke the law. Right. Okay. And she was arrested because she blatantly broke Right. They're claiming they abuse their bilateral extradition treaty. Isn't that why it exists? Mm. What do you mean abusing it? It's not abused. It's just they They used it. it. (laughs) Number two, there's another bit of rich hypocrisy here. Um, A Chinese citizen, huh? She also has a Canadian (laughs) passport. So a Chinese citizen's actually not allowed to hold more than one passport in that they have a Chinese passport. They have to get rid of their and renounce their Chinese citizenship before they become a citizen of another country. Yeah. America doesn't need that. Yeah. Canada doesn't need that. So the Chinese government allowed her to hold multiple international Didn't she passports. Have seven I think passports. Something like that. Right? She had like seven passports. Which I'm is not against sure. the constitution yeah. of China. I'm not sure what nationalities they were right. or if they're expired or what the deal is, but she definitely had multiple nationalities. Right. Um, you know, the thing is, there is a big disconnect, and China doesn't understand Western, uh, you know, sort of law. Right. 
because in China, the law is directly tied to the leading Communist Party. Like right. the, the Communist Party can say, this guy hurt my feelings, lock him up, and that's what happens. Yeah. Okay. In the West, the politicians cannot dictate law. So it, let's say no. Trudeau decides that he doesn't like broccoli. He can't say all broccoli stands must be shut down and mm. make a law against it because I find it offensive. He right. can't do that. Right. All right. And if his buddy gets arrested for shoplifting, he can't say, look, I'm the president commuter sentence he's not not going to have a sentence the law acts independently from politics correct but in china the law and politics are one right so they think that if they can put political pressure on canada that they're just going to somehow release uh their princess Meng, and they think that if they start arresting and detaining canadian citizens they blocked off canadian exports they've made all sorts of stupid retaliatory things just because this woman broke the law and was arrested it's like the first time in history where it's the worst nationality to be in china is canadian yeah like usually people put canadian like pa patches on their backpacks and stuff because they don't want to be american abroad and yeah yeah and canadians <laughs> are like i've said before always seen as you know very liberal caring sort sure. of bleeding hearts you know people that nice people mm. you know but unfortunately uh you know in china being Canadian is a bit of a, a problem at the moment. But it's just ridiculous, the hypocrisy. And that, as you said, is the ministry, uh, the foreign ministry spokesman right. is saying these things like, Canada, you should correct your mistake. Well, this is Zhao Lijian. You know? I mean, he's been notorious for yeah. his outbursts. And yeah. it's this new state-sponsored wolf warrior diplomacy mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. And We're not going to be diplomatic anymore. We're going to fight. I've seen releases from the Chinese state media directly after that, like, Canada should stop continuing down this wrong path. You know? Yeah, like, you know, it's like, like, like your teacher. Like. Understand law and understand that the, there's a judicial process and you can't do the same as you do in China, which is all about bribery, connections, guanxi and intimidation and it's, you can get what you want done. It's such an example of like when someone drinks their own Kool-Aid for too long because that's, like you said, the judicial system works in China. Even if you go all the way down to a local level, yeah. if there's some sort of transgression, right? If I'm pissed off at someone, mm. I can screw their life over if I bribe a judge, a local judge. Yeah. It can go all the way down to that. Bribe the local police department to go arrest yeah, someone. You can. And then it goes all the way to the top because the whole system is, is rotten to the core. Absolutely. And I, I think a really good modern example about what you're talking about, about how politics is separated from the law, yeah. right? Trump's new thing is that he's saying, oh, I want to block Twitter, like screw Twitter and all this kind of stuff. And everyone I was reading on Reddit, people are like, this is ridiculous. We're going to end up like China. Guess what? He can't block Twitter. No. He doesn't have the authority to do that, right? So it doesn't matter what a politician says. Yeah. In, in action, they can't go against the constitution of that government, right? Sure. It's separate from it's their checks opinions. And balances. checks and balances. And, yeah. So anyway, um, I just thought that was kind of interesting. So she... We'll give you an update probably in a couple of weeks. When we yeah, we'll see how it goes. But basically, you, you see the worst of China whenever she comes up because yeah. you see these threats and saber rattling. And right. It's it's disgusting the way that the Chinese press behaves and right. the Chinese foreign ministries and stuff, the way that they, they talk to nations who are simply following the law. Right. You know, may, maybe they should be looking at the fact that the Huawei CFO committed fraud mm -hmm. okay and if they are so confident that she didn't commit fraud why not let the trial continue and stop opposing it stop trying to make it not happen well it's the same thing as like they won't allow an independent uh investigation of the wuhan virus origins because yeah. they know <laughs> what they're gonna find yeah right they know the truth is too much to bear right and they will lose too much face and it will prove that they're full of lies and smoke screens and facades right 
Um, and it's kind of like yeah. those people that get pulled over or whatever, and they have tons of drugs in their car. Yeah. And they're like, officer, you can't search me. Yeah. I'm, you know I mean? Yeah. I mean, what isn't there like a worse thing to do? Like, <laughs> officers, like, mind if I search your car? You're like, yeah, please go ahead. Yeah. The minute you're like, no, it's my right. You're right. not allowed. To, then you know this. Like bags wrong. of ecstasy. Yes. Yeah, then it's like, okay. <laughs> then the officer's like, hell yeah. Right, we, now I have we to go get one. a warrant, but we got yeah, one. <laughs> we got one for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, next. Yeah. Let's move on to to this what else? This is a bit is of uh, drama from me. Mm. Oh, yes, this is quite quite interesting. Um, I, I can't wait to talk. Well, no, first we're talking about the race. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, this is interesting. I've seen a lot of this. I think we initially touched on this kind of stuff when we were talking about the CBC, the Canadian yeah, Broadcasting yeah. Corporation. Mm-hmm. And they keep throwing around these allegations of racism, and it's usually tied to the coronavirus. So yeah. if you talk about the fact that the coronavirus came from China, or mm-hmm. maybe it is the fault of the Chinese government, that is equated with racism. Sure. And these are Western media outlets saying this, yeah. right? This is SMCP, uh, South China Morning Post. They're operating out of Hong Kong. They don't have full autonomy over their content, but they're yeah. usually pretty good. Yeah. This editorial, though, I thought was, this opinion piece was quite interesting. It's a white guy named Sean McKin- McMinn, right? McMinn, yeah. Why don't you read this headline? Like, sure. it's shocking. Why Hong Kong students spreading racist coronavirus memes and blaming China are playing with fire. The COVID-19 crisis extends beyond Hong Kong politics in China. Singaporeans and Hong Kongers have been racially targeted overseas because of the virus. Pitting the virus on China only reinforces bigotry and racism. Can you tell me what's wrong with this? This stupid white man over here is trying to tell us that (laughs) Hong Kong students saying that the coronavirus comes from China are being racist. Yeah. Does this moron of a white man understand that Hong Kong people are Chinese, that they are racially identical to the Guangdong Southern people? 100%. They are Chinese. How is it possible for a Chinese person to be racist against a Chinese person? Do you know what race means? Do you know what like racism is? Do you know the difference between race and nationality? The difference between, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, black hair, brown eyes? It's different. These are the same racially identical people. You can take a DNA sample from my wife who lives in Guangdong and one from somebody who lives in in Hong Kong and will be identical. They're probably even related. As long as they didn't move there from mainland. Yeah, sure. Um, Now, that's the thing about this Sean guy, Stupid white man. Learn what racism is. That's what I was going to pinpoint here is that there's two scenarios where either a word word can lose its meaning. One can be as it's overused, so it loses its meaning. Sure. This is a case where it's actually just used wrong. It's totally wrong. You can't be a journalist... Right, and yeah. I'm assuming this guy's a journalist. You can't be a journalist that works for a very high-level publication and completely butcher and destroy and get a word wrong yeah. and his definition completely flip-flop. Because literally, I, and I said this with the CBC with that white lady. Yeah, you, Sean, are being racist in this yes. scenario because you just you can't differentiate yeah. race versus political opinion. If you said discriminatory, sure. coronavirus means that's different. Spreading sure. discrimination is one thing, but it's not racist, you bellend. I'm so tired of people using this word. Right. It's like the go-to word. Use it whenever, correctly. Whenever somebody says something that someone doesn't agree with, all they need to do is call them a racist and then right. shut them up. Well, guess what? You're a moron, Sean. You're an absolute moron. Look in the mirror. Look at yourself. What race are you? Are you Ethiopian? I don't know, because you obviously don't know the difference between different races. You freaking knob-gobbling bellend. Now, the second part Sorry. of this... No, it's, I like I love your rants. The second part of this is... This is one of the... Uh, the mm-hmm. What's it called? The cartoons in question. Now, this is not to say that the Hong Kong students are making the uh, the cartoons. Yep. He's accusing them of spreading it, right? right? And he's saying that that's affecting Chinese people or right. Hong Kongers or whatever abroad. 
if I look at this photo here, I'm looking at this cartoon of Xi Jinping, who is yeah. a brittle dictator, and his head is a coronavirus. Can you tell me what is racist about that? So let's remove his allegations. Sure. What's racist about this cartoon? Yeah. Um, Can you tell me anything racist about this cartoon? Nope. It's just like when people make stupid, uh, you know, cartoons about Trump and make him look like a pig or, or George Bush or yeah. Obama. Yeah. Political cartoons yeah. are not inherently racist. Yeah. And I love how he says that the Hong Kong students are causing Hong Kong people <laughs> overseas. Or like That's a stretch. Being targeted. Right. And, you know, Singaporeans who are, for the most part, also Chinese. Well, a lot of them, yeah. You know, a lot of them. I, it's dumb. It's just dumb. This whole narrative that the West has, by trying to use the racism word and pull the racist card when it comes to uh, the coronavirus, is absurd. Or just political opinion in yeah, general. It's just absurd. And I'm so sick and tired of it because it's, it's a smokescreen. They're trying right. to prevent, once again, people from looking into it properly. Right. They, they know that the Achilles heel of the West is this racist allegation. They know that if they throw that out there, it's going to stop people from continuing their investigation. Continuing to push the, 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 the whole narrative. Because it's too sensitive. Right? Yeah. The idea that mm. it is racist to call a government bad, right? Yeah. To criticize a government doesn't make sense. But it's this is the same. Perfect example of how the CCP's propaganda has worked yeah. on these people. And when we went back to the CBC thing, the Canadian thing, I was shocked to find out that, that one of the people in the video wasn't even paid or told to say this stuff. Sure. He's just literally been consuming so much media that has led him to believe that yeah. criticism of the CCP yeah. is racist. Exactly. And it's delusional. And it's scary to see that work. And I don't know about Sean. I mean, he is working for a partially state-owned news outlet. But very curious to, to know if that's his real opinion or not. I don't know, because it is. He should be called Sean McMoron rather than <laughs> Sean McMinn. Um, anyway, sorry. If you put your name out there and you put opinion pieces out there, you better I mean, be prepared to have a little bit of backlash. Well, and he, has, he, can, he can retort back to us as yeah, well. Please that's do, fine. Sean. Tell me why Hong Kong people are racist towards people of their own race. Explain that to me. <laughs> Please, Sean, I'm waiting. <laughs> All right, enough Sean. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, Sean of the dead. <laughs> um, all right, what's, what do we got next? Oh, yeah, here's a little my drama. Yes. So you guys probably know I put out this two-part series about TikTok, and I talked about soft power propaganda from China on American TikTok right. first, and then my second follow-up one is I dove into Douyin, which is Chinese TikTok. Mm. And I showed the difference between soft power propaganda, kind of gentle propaganda on the mm -hmm. American version versus the Chinese version, which is harsh. It's much more If you guys haven't seen the video, go check it out. It's funny. It's it's worthwhile looking at. It's entertaining, but it's also scary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. So this is the issue is I uploaded it first and then I get this copyright claim. The first one ended up being Rise by John Dreamer. Now, I didn't put this music in here. No. This is in the background of all these Douyin clips that, I, that I'm watching. Very popular ones, too. Yeah. Right, and a lot of these are monetized, by the way. So these people in China are making money off these yeah. Douyin videos. So there will be a song playing in the background, and then I get a copyright claim. So what I do, I actually went in and cut out some of the stuff. Right? Yeah, you cut out that particular audio clip for that one. Correct. So I got rid of it, and then I uploaded again, another one, and another <laughs> one. If you guys see that timeline, it says 23 minutes. There were four, mm. four content claim IDs. And you can say it says eligible for revenue sharing, meaning I get like 1% of whatever. But the risk goes to the artist. And but the, the problem artist, is yeah. it's more than one, yeah. right? So there's multiple revenue sharing. Now, yeah. I I can't make money, so I just said, screw you guys, and yeah, I just demonetized off, this. Yeah. Like, I'm not making money off this video. Mm. So my issue with that is that they're using all of these Western soundtracks yes. to back Chinese propaganda that's being <laughs> yes. malicious to the West, right? Yeah, it's the irony is hilarious, but I also get pissed off that they don't have to deal with copyright claims. No. And they operate with impunity to steal 
Mm. This these creators' music who are not getting paid. Nope. This John Dreamer guy and all these other people should be royally pissed off that yes. millions of people are watching these clips. Yes. And those people are getting money for it and they're not seeing a cent. Yeah. This this really gets to me because what's happening is these TikTok like this propaganda woman here who I'm loosely calling her a woman because I prefer to call her a female dog equivalent. The thing is, when <laughs> no seriously. They are using like emotional music, impactful yeah. music in order to drive their point home. And mm -hmm. their point is in support of China mm -hmm. against the West. But they're using Western music made by Western people that they have stolen in order to try and put that impact onto Western people. This is not copyright free. From China. Yeah, of course not. It's not copyright free. It's stolen music that they're using in their propaganda pieces. And this is something that uh, anyone who's lived in China will know, that there is no such thing as copyright in China. As no. much as they pretend that there is, there isn't. That's why you can still go onto the street and see five fake New Balance stores next to each other. You, you know, 85% of all counterfeit goods still come from China. They're still made in China. And uh, you turn on the TV and you'll have national TV right. using like Star Wars music in their right. game shows yeah. and stuff, which is not licensed. They no. can use any music they want. They won't get into any trouble. They can use clips out of movies on the TV whenever they want. So I've been hit with, there's a uh, another YouTuber out there, who will not mention, mm -hmm. that has a very opposing opinion of this. And mm -hmm. this person has actually been bitten by something like this, but still defends the fact that he thinks, and I think Wired and Verge or some, I can't remember, Wired or Verge put something like this out that China has the most comprehensive and best copyright legal system in the world. Yes, yes. And this person, this YouTuber, and this big mainstream media thing really believed that. Yeah. And put it forward after they've already been affected by this. It's crazy. And you can't put out a huge like uh, TV show about how the copyright system is so comprehensive when it's so blatantly not. No, it's not. Uh, you can literally use any music you want to, that you get off the internet. You can freely download it. You can, you know, it costs nothing. Oh, yeah. I can even go further. You know how like here, if you want to watch a movie, yeah. you can pirate it. It's a crime, yeah. right? But you could get punished for it, theoretically. You probably sure. won't get caught. Sure. Now, if you want to do it the legal way, you have multiple options. You, you buy uh, a Blu-ray, so yes. you have physical media, mm -hmm. or you can uh, download it, so you permanently own like the Google, download. Google Movies yeah, or something. Yeah, for 20 bucks. Yeah. Or you can rent it, which cuts off your stream after a certain amount of days, right? Yeah, three days. In China, you can go on a video streaming website, yeah. similar to YouTube or something like that, and then I think Baidu and QQ has one. You can pay like 10 RMB, so let's say like a dollar, dollar fifty, to watch a licensed Western movie that they didn't license. No. So you're paying the Chinese company that yeah. pirated the movie sure. to watch it. Sure. That's what level we're dealing with. It's quite it's quite crazy. But yeah, it's just really annoying that if you try to share one of their videos, you get hit by a copyright claim in the West. Right. But in Douyin, which is in China, they don't get hit by anything, and no. they can use whatever they want. It's it's ridiculous. And Unless it's they criticize hypocr the government. Hypocritical. Why don't you use Chinese music to make your point? Maybe it just doesn't exist. In fact, that's why. Yeah, not not to that dramatic level. You can, it's probably like Peking Opera. Right. You know, they could she's, use that. She was using like, on one of them, she was using like, uh, what's that video game where you play that dude, Assassin's Creed or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Assassin's She's like Creed. using the Assassin's And you know what pisses me off even more than this copyright issue? Assassin's they, Creed? No, I don't like that game either. But they, <laughs> yeah. they don't know how to master their audio. Yeah, sure. It's like 100,000 decibels. So the audio, the, the music is crackling. And yes. then the voice is like subdued under that, sure. right? So the main focus is the song. Yeah. But she was using like Assassin's Creed music to be like, America's disgusting, despicable country. Yeah, I know. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, anyway, rant over. Yes. So, um, well, yeah. 
I gotta say one thing though. Like you were talking about people pirating stuff. Yeah. Well, there's one way to avoid that. What's that? A VPN. A VPN. <laughs> no, but that's not why. What no. I really wanted to to say here. Maybe you could get into this. What sure. are we What are we telling everyone now? By the way, guys, please bear with us. We'll hit super chats in a minute. Yes. Uh, today's video is sponsored by NordVPN. You guys probably know they sponsor us on ADV China as well. Yeah. Um, the reason we're bringing it up today is that NordVPN has been downloaded on NAS. You can go back to this part later. You might yeah. want to show the, the Hong Kong part. Yeah. Um, and the reason is, oh, VPNs in general are getting downloaded on NAS. Yeah, just pause it on, pause it on one of these. Yeah. The reason being is that um, our main topic that we're going to get into, they need internet anonymity more than ever right now. Yeah. So it's become like a huge forefront issue for, for people in Hong Kong to get on a VPN. Yeah. Um, I like how we're blocking the actual thing. Well, I'll just make that clean then. No, there we go. Okay. <laughs> no, quite seriously, uh, before you continue, sure. I, I have to say that uh, it's scary what's going on with the, with the internet in China right now and the cybersecurity threats. We're going to cover that a little later, some sure. cybersecurity stuff. But uh, for instance, tomorrow on my channel, uh, there's a young man who I interviewed. And what happened was he made a post on Facebook, which had very few people watching it, very few. It said like he wanted to create an event, had two people following him um, that were going to go to the thing and five people like interested. His parents in China got a phone call from the national security telling them to force him to take it down and cancel the event. The, the amount of spying from the Chinese national government on its own citizens abroad, and of course on Hong Kong citizens and so on. And is, everyone, really. Is, yeah, well, <laughs> sure. It's, it's so like out there. It's crazy. So you have to take every measure possible. Sure. Uh, of course, you have to use good practices like not using your real name, trying to hide your, mm. you know, this and that. But using a VPN helps so much in hiding your identity and your location. So if you are in Hong Kong talking about something sensitive through a VPN, you can make it look as if you're in Helsinki or something. For sure. You know? um, make us disappear so I can do the first read. Okay. If you go to nordvpn.com slash ADVChina, you'll get 70% off three-year plan. Uh, that is, in fact, what we did because you saved that much more money. Right. And if you use the code ADVChina, you actually get a month free, so you don't have, you're not liable to pay for anything if you don't want to use it. Okay. But go back... Um, Go back I'm going back. Bit. I'm going back in time. We have to cover a very important use outside of security. Okay. And that it's your is favorite called, thing. It's called region locking. It is pretty cool, actually. Okay. So Explain. It, pause it here. Okay, I will. So if you go on something like, oh, you're really... <laughs> I paused it. I better freeze that. Free... Bro! Sorry. Let it go. Okay. Um, if you look at this here, it says Frozen 2. This is on Disney+. Plus. It says, mm -hmm. due to existing agreements, this title will only be available on July 17, 2020. Now, whether you like this or not, if you're in the UK right now, mm -hmm. or a lot of countries actually, you sure. can't watch it until this date. Okay. But if you go on the VPN, mm -hmm. if you use NordVPN, you can actually watch it. Just pretend like you're in America. Right. You can right, trick right. the servers. Same with Solo. Solo is actually not available in America right now, okay. but it's in the UK. So if you go on a UK server, which is what I did here, mm -hmm. it'll actually become available. And that's just not Disney Plus and Netflix and Hulu and okay. all that kind of stuff. So you can change your content. Hack. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, yeah. Go ahead. I'm I'm more interested in the security side of things. I know you like to watch Frozen a lot. So uh, Frozen Two in Sorry, particular Frozen because 2. it's available to me because of region locking. <laughs> okay. No, uh, yeah. Pause it and then okay. make us go away again. Okay, I'll make us go away. So if you are interested in that that or many other reasons to use mm -hmm. a VPN, NordVPN.com/slash/ADVChina, seventy percent off through your plan and Use the code ADV China for every month. Thank you very much. Cool. Okay, can we, are we, we're done with that. We're right? done. So um, we have to talk about uh, uh, super chats. Yes, we okay, do. We're we going talk, to. Are we going to talk about it. No, no, we have to because remember right. last last time we did our live stream, 
something very weird happened oh, yeah. and pretty much the whole of YouTube crashed for about 15 minutes or 20 mm -hmm. minutes. It was all offline and weird. So there were a bunch of super chats we weren't able to answer on the stream. We did, however, record and answer them. And if you are one of those people who asked and didn't get your answer, please go into the community tab of the ADB podcast. We've posted the link there. You can go and listen. It's about 20, 25 minutes of us answering. I can actually have Jesse Armad post a link in the chat for that. Okay. Cool. So, We're going to hit some super chats. Let's hit some Speaking super chats. Uh, Masjada, uh, do you think resistance will continue after 2047? Um, not if what is happening now comes to fruition, which it probably will. I mean, let's be honest. There wouldn't be resistance if they hadn't screwed up and just waited until Correct. 2047, but they're too impatient. Right. And of course, Hong Kong being a free sort of Western democracy just totally flies in the face of what China is, and it mm. makes the Chinese government look bad. And it's like a bad example to their citizens. Within. Well, how do you sell? How do you sell your citizens on authoritarianism when you have like this bastion of democracy? I know it's side? it's terrible because you know Hong Kong people and Chinese. Hong Kong's now part of China, and so the people inside China are looking there and saying like, why you know why can't right. we be like that? And it's right. starting to implant little ideas in some of their minds about maybe a little bit of freedom, you know, getting yeah. a little, little bit of that that lovely sort of uh, Hong Kong vibe going on. Right. And so they have to stop it. And right. they just can't keep their hands off. So, no. yeah, by 2047, the Hong Kong people were resigned to kind of, you know, integrate by that time. They don't want or to move. or right. move one of the two. But they were promised that they would not be interfered with Correct. until then. And so that's why they're so pissed off right now. They're fighting against... The fact that Beijing has broken their promise. Right. And the fact continues that to. the rest of the world could be affected by this as well. Yeah, and that's going to be our main topic in right. a minute anyway. So. Uh, also, could or will China use more drastic measures then? Uh, yeah, of Absolutely. course. 100%. They can do that now. Yeah. Uh, Ultima Mike says, oh my gosh, this system. Mm -hmm. uh, will global businesses move out of Hong Kong now? A lot of them are currently doing that. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's just not conducive to, to business. Mm -hmm. uh, Jan Fosca, good evening, guys. Hope you're well. I miss I miss these live streams. Hacking to an invisible. Oh, cool. With your Kirkland's sprinkle. <laughs> <and the sprinkling laughs> anyway, sorry. Water. Please continue. Could the UK, Taiwan, Japan uh, step in with their army to help protesters? Here's some cash. Go get some cold beer. Love from Prague. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, they could not. Mm. Um, that would be an act of war. Yeah, because unfortunately, Hong Kong does belong to China. Right. Um, it's just they're supposed to have autonomy. Yes, they're supposed to. Um, it's actually kind of ridiculous, the whole state of affairs, but we'll sure. get into that, yeah. Uh, Heisei Sasaki, thank you for standing up against communism. You are doing God's work. Salutations from the Bay Area. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate mm -hmm. it. And we'll do one more. Right. Uh, Mr. Scarab007, thank you. I love your content and that you're always trying to speak the truth. Stay awesome. You know, I forgot to roll our little what's new, so I'm just going to oh, do okay. it now. Because yeah. people get upset. Yeah, and we, we did talk about what's new, so we finished the what's new segment now. And it's time for us to move on to our main segment, which, of course, is Soft Power Hour, where we talk about how the Chinese government is trying to change your mind through propaganda and various other sort of underhanded means. This one should be called Hard Power Hour. Yeah, I guess you're probably correct. So let's just uh, cut to the chase then, shall we? Yeah. What is going on in Hong Kong? By, by the way, these clips have been sent to us from a friend like mm -hmm. yesterday or the day yep. before. This is on the street. This is very recent. So pause it here. Yeah. Uh, maybe until it's not playing. Yeah. This says, police warning, this meeting or procession is in breach of the law. Disperse or we may use force. Now, why would they have this many armed police out there with gas masks on? Tear gas. And... It's not from the 2019 protest. No, this this is, is not the same thing. It's like two, two, three days ago. So what happened was, uh, I'll give you a little refresher. In 2019, China tried to push this law, extradition law, that meant if you commit a crime in China, 
mm. and you go to Hong Kong, you can get sent back into China for a 99% conviction rate in a very corrupt, unfair judicial system. Absolutely. Correct? Yeah. Hong Kong people said, well, what does that mean? That means if I speak out against China, or I do something that China doesn't like, the mainland Chinese government, I'm basically a political criminal in my own country that I'm supposed to have freedom of speech in, yeah. right? Yeah. So Hong Kong people took the streets in millions, one of the biggest protests in the history of mankind. Yeah. Amazingly inspirational. The whole world watched, right? Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. They stopped the bill. They did. They had to. Like, it was too much shit going on, yeah. right? Unfortunately, after the whole coronavirus thing, um, it gave Beijing some time to recalculate. Yeah. And what they did was said, okay, bye-bye extradition bill. Here you go, Hong Kong. But guess what? We're going to make a bill and a law that says that anything to do with national security or anything that speaks out or tries to harm the Chinese government... Anything that could be a threat to national security. Right. Is now uh, culpable in Hong Kong. Yeah. So... What they said is not only are they going to institute this national security law, which basically means that Hong Kong people are under mainland Chinese law now, yeah. right? Is number two, in, instill their own branch of secret police. And this is not a rumor. In, they have their own branch within Hong Kong yeah. to arrest like thought criminals, more or less, basically, in yeah. Hong Kong. That effectively just makes Hong Kong not Hong Kong anymore. No, it takes away the China. autonomy. You know, that's the big problem with this whole situation is they basically just reworded and forced, they're forcing sure. this in. They're trying to write it into Hong Kong basic law. Mm. So what's going to happen then is, like you say, anyone or anything that is considered a security, a national security threat to China can then be arrested and spirited away in Hong Kong. I think a lot it's of people... It's the same thing. It is, it's exactly. It's worded differently, you know? Spirited away, great movie, by the way. Um, <clears throat> no, the, the issue I think a lot of people are, that are, who are watching now that don't understand... Do you understand. know the Japanese name of that? No, I don't. Sento Chihiro Kamikakushi. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, anyway, so I love that continue. movie. Um, a lot of the viewers out there, prob I shouldn't say a lot, a good mm -hmm. chunk of viewers out there probably don't understand that when I say national security threat, right. I'm not using the lens of the U.S. If I say national security threat from the U.S. lens, it means that something actually harms the, uh, not integrity, it harms the actual safety of the citizens of a country. Yeah. Right? So a national security threat could be a, uh, organization that's planning to do military harm to the U.S. Sure. National security on China's side, if we're talking about the CCP, Chinese Communist Party, means that if you say something that pisses off the CCP, and we're not talking about threats. No. If you say something that, if you draw Winnie the Pooh, yeah. or you write a book about Xi Jinping is evil, yeah. you are a national security threat and you are a terrorist. Sure. Right? So you can imagine, uh, let's use New York City as an example. Let's just say all of a sudden, all citizens of New York City, right, have to succumb to Belarusian law, right? Yeah. yeah. All, all of a sudden, out of nowhere. So everything's stripped away at this point. Mm. The reason this is such a big deal is that the only reason that Hong Kong was kind of left alone, and Beijing didn't do this earlier, is because Hong Kong's an important conduit for China to deal with the rest of the world and vice versa. Yeah. Right? So you have international companies there. It's actually one of the freest places in the world. Yes. And it's very honored. Like, people really respect that about Hong Kong, and they want to do business there. Because it's not mainland China, no, but they not. can get access to a Chinese market. I mean, you know what it's like whenever you're doing any kind of business um, out of China, mm. you always have to go through Hong Kong. Yeah. You have to have a Hong Kong business set up mm. or at least some kind of a, an office there. You have to have a Hong Kong bank account because the Hong Kong dollar is uh, pegged to the US, US dollar. Yeah. It's a currency that's you know recognized worldwide, whereas the uh, RMB is not mm -hmm. to the UN. It's very difficult. You can't take a pile of yuan and go to... 
I found out the hard way. You can't go to South Africa and walk into a bank and change yuan. They're like, what is this garbage? I was so disappointed. Yeah, but you can do Hong it with Kong Hong dollars, Kong easy. dollars. Even easy, in my so. little small town bank. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so this is the thing. If you want to do business, Hong Kong is a conduit. And Hong Kong is a financial center. It's a financial hub. Most of the white guys walking around in suits in Hong Kong are working for the financial mm -hmm. industry and working in banks and stuff. It's massive. And it's such an important city for China. It's got special trade agreements with people all over the world. It's got special tax breaks. It's got everything is it's still run by British law. It's a different right. kind of a place, you know, it's how China it's how the Chinese government skirts sanctions. So like when yeah. China screws up and he commits human rights atrocities, as it always does. Mm. And then Western countries, you know, sanction them, yeah. put tariffs on them and this stuff. Their conduit, their their uh, their hack, per yeah. se, is to go through Hong Kong. So it was sure. important for all signs. Yeah. Now, China didn't see this as is going to blow up in their face. They said there's no there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah. Right? There's nothing they can do about it. We're going to push this through, but maybe people will still want to do business. So we'll retain some of the economic freedoms. But right. it doesn't matter because what happened? I don't know if they thought this was going to happen. Hmm. But America just deleted the autonomous status of Hong Kong. Yeah. And that has such big international implications to the point where everything, every uh, uh, thing that China has to do all the extra tax and tariffs and all this kind of stuff, sanctions, everything that pertains to them mm -hmm. pertains to Hong Kong now. Yeah. Right. And that's that's destroyed Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. It's a double-edged sword. Or Joshua Wong, for example, the leader of the uh, democracy movement there, protest mm -hmm. movement. He is not upset. He's upset because this is going to hurt Hong Kong people's lives. Yeah. But he's also happy because this is the first time that there's international pressure and be like, Beijing, you just effed up. There have, right? there have to be repercussions for China to ever back off right because they won't no. and this is something that they've been grown very used to is they step over the line mm. they renege on their promises all the time right. they steal ip they, they right. literally steal technology from around the world they go and destroy africa and take all the i'm obviously talking about the government here not the people mm. they take all of the mineral resources they cut down the forests they do all this kind of stuff they decimate wildlife because of their stupid tcm beliefs where they need rhino horns and pangolin scales and stuff they do all of these things, and there's never any real repercussions. No. They get a little rap on the on the knuckles where people are like, "Hey, that's bad. Don't do that. It's right. bad for the environment, or yeah. something like that." Where, but they don't ever get like, "Okay, well, you've just screwed up, so now you don't get this anymore." They just don't have that. No. They're sitting in the World Trade Organization as a developing nation. They get tax breaks. They get uh, shipping costs reduced and stuff because they're pretending to be like a a poor little, you know, third world country. And, you know, literally on the same level as a as an undeveloped country like Ethiopia or something, getting all the same kind of tax breaks and breaks that that country would get. Meanwhile, there are massive expansionist neo-colonial, you know, imperialist power that's going out and carving its uh, way through the world. No joke. And doing all sorts of garbage. And nobody calls them up on it. No, no one's there's no pushback. No. So they're like, we'll do what we want. And so I think it's very important for them to realize that when you do have these bad actions, when you do do these bad things like they're doing to Hong Kong, breaking their promises, trying to force their way, there has to be some pushback. And that's the only time they'll listen is if they get a smack. Well, I mean, yeah. And to enjoy free like trade status, you have to have a reputation of following due process, right? So yeah. in 2019, pre before the protest, there were more pro-CCP seats in the Hong Kong parliament than yeah. there were pro-democracy seats. And that was bad. That was a bad sign of bad times. Sure. After the protest, the pro-democracy people won in a landslide. Yeah. They filled most of the seats in parliament, right? Yeah. 
I want you to go try to find a slide for me to show you how they've broken this so badly and yeah, scrub we'll, through this. We'll get we'll get back to some yeah, we'll of this because it's important. Footage, yeah. where's, where's right, right, go back, go back. Right there. Wait, wait. The number. Yeah, okay. I'm getting there. Sorry, we're dealing with... Uh, I'm getting there. Oh, I got to just re reverse it a little bit. Okay. Right? Bear, keep that picture in mind. Okay, there we go. So they forcibly removed the pro-democracy people who are in the government, by yeah. the way. These are elected people. Yeah. Forced them out of parliament, right? Yeah. Like physically. Sure. And then put like guards around them because they were speaking out against a law in Hong Kong. And this is just a piss stick. I can't believe they even tried to push this through. A law in Hong Kong that says if you make fun of the Chinese national anthem, not Hong Kong, the Chinese national anthem, you can go to jail, right? So they're like, are you, it's not my country, right? Yeah. They get pushed out. This is the vote on the national security law that will literally make Hong Kong a part of mainland China. Yeah. Basically fully. It says Fan Dui. Fan Dui, do you know what that means? That means one opposition. <laughs> they had one opposition. Yeah. <laughs> So they've, of course, America is going to remove special trade status. You didn't, you didn't act like a country. No, it's proof it's that Beijing a, is taking it's just you a down. Dictatorship. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's over. Yeah, and it's heartbreaking because we, we are a national security threat. Yeah, no, we are. And we that, are. This is something that uh, to them. you know, this is honestly why this hits home so much, is because we realize that. If we were to travel to Hong Kong, if this bill is passed, mm -hmm. which who knows, it probably will, you know, the way things are going. <laughs> if we were to land in Hong Kong, they could arrest us mm -hmm. because they could say that we're a national security threat. Because, and try us in China. Because we make videos that criticize the Chinese government. Right. And whether or not we're being malicious or anything, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. We're not trying to create riots and overthrow anyone or anything. We're pointing out the shortcomings of the Chinese government and pointing out you know, where things need to improve. That's what we do. But they could classify us as being a national security risk. So just like if we were to travel into mainland China at the right. moment, they would definitely uh, have a, a thing or two to say to us. But uh, we could literally land in Hong Kong, which, by the way, is still one of our favorite places in the world. Hands the, down. the Hong Kong people are amazing. Hong Kong is an incredible city. And it's an incredible it's culture. Beautiful. And it's a very different culture to mainland Chinese culture. Yeah. It's like chalk and cheese, 100%. Right. It's a very unique culture. But, you know... If we were to travel there or just divert through there on our way to a, a different country, because we're always in Southeast Asia and stuff, uh, we could just get picked up and uh, taken into mainland China because of the stupid law. And there's a good chance that would happen. Yeah. And you see, this is the biggest problem with this law is that it basically is there to silence people. Mm -hmm. And so anyone in Hong Kong who would then be critical of mainland China, which is in their constitution, they can be. There's freedom of speech mm -hmm. in Hong Kong. Assembly. Yeah. Although protest. we've seen mainland China, the CCP will usually kidnap people mm. who are outspoken to yeah. try and shut them up or do all sorts of dastardly things. You know, they're still a very underhanded government. It's a thuggish right. government. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is now it'll be lawful for them to simply yeah. pick, pick up whoever they don't like and they can make up anything, anything. they like. That's, why do you think they would make this? Yeah. I mean, anyone apologizing and saying like, yeah, they need a national security law because they don't have one, right? Is... <laughs> yeah delusional yeah because it's clear this has nothing to do with national security do you think china actually cares about the safety of hong kong citizens they're like mowing them down in the streets basically they constantly you see on chinese uh social media how the mainland chinese nationalists 
call uh, Hong Kongers dogs yep. and, you know, how they want to kill them all, yep. how they want to go in there with tanks. Right. It's like a common thing that you see on the Chinese internet, which is never censored, by the no, way. It's, it's always put out there. But if you want to say, you know, Ooh, Xi Jinping looks like Winnie the Pooh, that'll get censored. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know. For sure, because that's important. Yeah, totally. But, you know, you can basically threaten to kill every Hong Kong citizen and get away with it. So this is backfired for another reason. Mm -hmm. I guess you can go to that past passport picture. Yeah. So not only did Hong Kong just lose their special uh, economic trade status, mm -hmm. which effectively... By the way, that's what tear gas will do to you. Yeah, you choke. choke yeah. Well, if you've got asthma, it's terrible. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, I think it's bad either way, but it's worse yeah. if you have asthma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, our friend got really close to these guys. This is uh, first aid workers right here. And yeah, the, these are volunteers, yeah. and what they do is they're there to help anyone who's hurt or, you know, someone who gets tear gassed or whatever. So then usually student volunteers are just volunteers, and right. the police are like, get the hell out of here, we're going to shoot you type thing. Right. You know, well, obviously with tear gas. Right. Um, well, this <laughs> tear gas you right now. <laughs> it's not a very good situation, you know? No. Um, I do want to touch on something before we talk sure. about the passport thing. And this, this is actually something very important. The people who criticize the Hong Kong protesters, there are a lot of people out there who say that it's their fault, they're too violent, mm. people are setting things on fire, people are, you know, doing all this. Of course, there is a subset of the Hong Kong protesters who are violent and who are trying to do things. But you have to understand, Hong Kong people in general are not a violent no. bunch of people. They're actually great, fantastic people. But why does that matter? If people are being violent, I, I am going to put this forward to you. And this is for anyone who is attacking the Hong Kong protesters. Um, they are fighting against this uh, stupid law that's going to take away their freedom. Okay. Now, you know, the country I'm from, South Africa, had this thing called apartheid. I think everybody knows about that. There was this racist government who was in charge. And the ANC and various other sort of black rebellion uprising groups were fighting against the government. Now, what a lot of these, especially the ANC under the leadership of Winnie Mandela, what they did was despicable. They would do things in the townships if they thought somebody was working for or informing for the nationalist government, which was the uh, apartheid government, government, the white government. They would necklace them, which means putting a tire around somebody, filling it with petrol, and then setting it on fire so that they burn to death with the rubber sticking to them. It's kind of like napalm. It's a disgusting thing. Um, it's, I've seen personally the aftermath of someone who was killed by necklacing myself um, as I was growing up. I've seen the most despicable things happen. These protesters, these revolutionaries were doing the most disgusting, despicable things to not only each other, but bombing shopping centers, churches, you know, civilians, killing people. Yet, would you still blame them and not the apartheid? Would you still say that apartheid is not the problem there? That the protesters are the problem? No. I think we can all agree that apartheid was something that had to be stopped. And so by trying to shift blame to the violent protesters in Hong Kong, what you're trying to say is that these draconian, authoritarian, disgusting rules that they're going to put in place, these laws, are totally fine and there's nothing wrong with them. It's the protesters that are bad. No. Because by that token, by that thought process, you're saying that apartheid is fine, but the protesters who are violent and stuff are bad. Let's blame the protesters that are necklacing each other. You know, it's the same thought process. It is. Yeah. So look at the big problem here. The big problem is the fact that the Beijing government has broken its promise of anonymity, I mean, right. of uh, autonomy. They said 
Hong Kong would be left alone for 50 years. They right. said that. Right. And they lied. And that's why people are angry. Beijing broke its promise. That is the problem. Don't look at the protests as being whatever. Let them set each other on fire or whatever. That's their own deal. There's always going to be some shitty people in these groups. And the police will handle it. And you know what? Other protests handle, protesters will handle it too. Just like in the ANC, you didn't always have violent revolutionaries that were out to kill and rape and torture people. There were ten, tons of people who did that. But at the end of the day, apartheid was bad. And at the end of the day, Beijing breaking its promise is bad. And that's what we have to focus on here. Moral equivocation. Yeah. And it's not to ever excuse violent behavior. Yeah. But I fail to see how these people are linking up the purpose of a revolution, the purpose of a pro-democracy protest. Yeah. How can you link that up with the idea that, okay, Beijing must be right because a couple people were being bad. Right. Mm, mm. Beijing deserves ultimate authoritarian control because some people set a shop on fire. Sure. So your message mm. is gone because millions of people aren't all completely hive mind and unified in their actions. Correct. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. No, it doesn't. So is there going to be bloodshed if somebody's fighting for freedom against a dictatorship? Of course there is. Yeah. I'm not justifying that. Revolutions it, are always bloody. Cor correct. But that doesn't take away from why this is happening or the fact that it should happen. Sure. Right? Of course Hong Kong people deserve freedom because they're guaranteed it. Right? Yeah. In their constitution. And they were supposed to. So why are these people even out on the streets? This wouldn't be an issue if China had just kept its promise. And I think right. we're going to find out throughout... The next couple of years, just how much the Chinese government never keeps its promises, unless it's somehow yeah, in their favor. <laughs> no, they, they just don't. No. They lie and cheat their way into every situation, and then they get belligerent when they're called out on it. Correct. You know? Go to the uh, passport thing. I want to show yeah. another bit of aftermath here. So not only did Hong Kong lose their trade status, which effectively deletes them from the world stage. I mean, they'll just be treated like a... a we'll see how China. it goes. It's obviously not going to be overnight. No, 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 no. But, but that's, it's a big deal. It's a huge it's a deal. huge deal. And I don't know if Beijing expected this, but I don't know if they expected this either. If you're a Hong Kong passport holder, so not a British, British passport holder. If before 97. If you were from uh, Hong Kong before 1997 in Brit under British-ruled Hong Kong, you didn't get a British passport. You got the special one. Yeah, it's like a... BNO or something. BNO, yeah. British non... I don't know. Right. Something. There are still 300,000 people that have them, that kept yeah. them. Yeah. If you have one of those, you can get British citizenship now. And that flies in the face of everything. Yeah. That is a nightmare for Beijing because if you watch publicly up to 300,000 people, Chinese people, leaving Hong Kong because they're scared of the CCP and that news somehow gets it to mainland, mm. do you know how inspirational that is to some people? And they'll start questioning. They'll say, why are these people leaving? Sure. Because Beijing came into their territory. I thought life is so good here. We love authoritarian rule. Yeah. So that's another thing. Uh, Taiwan is offering refugee status to, to Hong Kong people, which is really pissing off. Beijing. Of course. I hope the U.S. at least considers it. Yeah. Hong Kong people are educated. Mm -hmm. They're creative. Creative. Financially stable. Yeah. And wealthy. Yes. Majority um, of talented. Majority, yeah. Very hard working. English speaking. In order to survive in Hong Kong, it's a real rat race. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You know, it's uh, just one of those things. I mean, I, I was married to a Hong, Hong Konger mm -hmm. for a time, but, you know, just good memories. my dealings with not really. But my, <laughs> I mean, that's life. We, we all have yeah, a past, yeah, course, you know, um, much hap happier right now. But I would know, hope the so. thing is, um, if we if we look at the time that both you and I have spent in Hong Kong, mm. Um, it is its own very, very special place. It is. Like I said, and it's it's just a wonderful place with wonderful people. And to see 
it fall apart like this is always heartbreaking. Mm. And I've known from the beginning it would go this way because yeah. it's I can draw so many parallels to South Africa. Um, when the ANC communists took over, it kind of destroyed the country, and it has. It's left it in ruins. It's nothing like it used to be. And I'm leaving race out of it, and I'm leaving because, of course, apartheid was terrible and all that, but that's got nothing to do with it. It's when you know that there's an inept government that's coming in to take Correct. over and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, you know it's coming. Uh, it's kind of pointless. There's almost nothing you can do, but the fact that they put up this fight is very commendable. Yeah, imagine your country is just overnight is now a part of a dictatorship that can t throw you in jail. Yeah. All these people, and that's the thing is, yeah, maybe they're, they'll be like, okay, I'll shut up from now on. Yeah. I'm not going to exercise my freedom of speech. I won't talk about CCP. But if they have in the past, and yeah. they've been public about it all, they're still culpable for this. Sure. Right? And it's, it's such a... A unique spot of the world as yeah. well so to have to leave your homeland is also it's heart-wrenching it's terrible and I don't think most people understand what that's like no. but for instance I had no choice but to leave South Africa because of the way it was going and the way it went and uh, you know if things were better I obviously wouldn't have nobody mm. wants to leave their no. their place of birth their friends what they're used sure. to the weather the landscape you know language yeah, the language. Well, no, that's okay. They can keep Afrikaans. I'm about oh, okay, <laughs> sorry, um, but no, quite seriously, uh, it's it's terrible. So that's why we did see a huge exodus of people coming like mm. out of Hong Kong in '97 because mm -hmm. they thought it was just going to be over. Um, they were right in a way. That yeah, totally. A lot of them went ended up going back. Yeah, that's the thing. A because, lot of them did because it was financially. Uh, what's it called advantageous for china to leave them alone mm. and it's gotten to a point now because of the leadership change xi jinping cares way more about national unity and holding on to power than he does about any sort of economic downfall because the economy in china is already tanking yeah right yeah. it's much more important to get a populace under control like little ants sure. for for the ccp yeah. than anything else right now um now the whole title of this video was like how it affects you yeah this will affect you in a big way because what we're seeing is how the CCP can absolutely squash a kind of a free system and the, the kind of dastardly little things it employs, the, the mechanisms it, it employs. And these right. mechanisms have spread around the world. And even from the beginning, you can see how white people are calling Hong Kong people racist against their fellow Chinese. Um, it's because of the push from the CCP and they've infiltrated the way the Western world thinks. The Confucius Institutes in your school, you know, in your university are there as part of the CCP's intelligence apparatus, you know. The uh, newspapers that are in Chinese that are in your neighborhood being handed out at the supermarket are full of Chinese propaganda, anti-Western stuff. There are people being bought in your government and people that are being bribed. There, It goes so deep. Hollywood. It's not even, yeah, of course. Hollywood has to change the way they make films in order to appease the Chinese censorship. And it's not rules. just for the Chinese people. It's the movie you watch. And, uh, you know, we have our next segment is ties into this. Yeah, perfectly. 100%. Yeah. But it's probably time for some, some super, super chats. Sounds yeah. good. Super yep. duper. Dion Chapman, my mm. man. Uh, just because and good luck, guys. Thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, Pilgrim Media, Do you, can you guys ever go back to China? We probably answer this every single time. Um, not until there is political change. Yeah. Uh, at this point, we have no idea when that's going to happen. It would be foolish. It would be absolutely I foolish. See us I, I know people who have been picked up for less than what we do. Much less. Okay, yeah. And uh, like we said, a <laughs> Canadian friend. Yeah. 
who's got never done anything. He's never spoken out against no, the CCP. No, he loves China. You know, yeah, that's he's the, been there like nineteen years. You know that the, there's a the thing that really gets to me is when you you know these people who have dedicated so mm. much time to China. They love China so much, and then they get nabbed in a situation like this. They get used as a pawn. That's why we're. A it's voice. like the most heartbreaking thing it ever is. because these people have given so much. And then it all gets taken away. Right. And they're treated as an enemy, you know? Right. Christina Youngren, greetings from Minneapolis, which is currently a mess. Yeah, I heard about that. It's crazy. Uh, best of luck. Stay safe. Stay away from the riots and stuff. Oh, is that where they're burning everything down? Yeah. You heard about that, right? I heard something about that, yeah. It's terrible. This asshole cop, like, choked a guy to death in cold blood. Mm. Elena Lopez, uh, I have self-identified Wumao online friend. Uh, not sure why he befriended me, who is appalled by the new security law. He thinks it's dras uh, drastic. In your opinion, is that how a lot of Chinese people feel? So this is the way that it's working. If you look at Global Times, so English-speaking Chinese media, uh, state media, yeah, they talk about it because they know foreigners are going to be reading it, yeah, or Chinese abroad that maybe Chinese is not their first language. Mm -hmm. uh, you see a lot less about the Hong Kong thing on Chinese news. Nobody's no, they try to talking keep it out of it. the press. Right. It's out of the so, press. So yeah. they're. To answer your question succinctly, no, most people don't have an opinion on this. No. There are people like the dissident you spoke to on your video yeah. that will come out tomorrow, right? Yeah, you got to watch that it. Has, it's super important. And this is a mainlander yeah. that absolutely yeah. thinks it's horrible, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Andrew C. China knows our vulnerability on the left flank and pushes racism and imperialism narratives. When, in fact, they are the racists and the imperialists. Probably the worst racists <laughs> of them. And I'm sorry to say it. It's just from experience. Mm. The, the racism that's just part of society there, it's just normal to be racist. Right. You know? And it's the kind of thing that would completely gobsmack most people. Sure. But the fact that you can't read or understand or speak Chinese, you wouldn't know it's there. Right. You're walking around thinking life's like brilliant right meanwhile you got people literally saying racist things to you as you walk past shouting out racist things and the issue with you that know? is like if you meet a chinese person in mainland china that has a lot of international friends they mm. understand quickly and learn quickly how to be tactful yeah and those people unfortunately are not the people that make it into leadership right <laughs> no. that's the problem no, yeah. there's no cure for it yeah uh adam atkinson keep it up thank you uh le munoz um Seems like vitamin D is a cure for COVID, but the real money is new vaccines and pharmacologicals. Never let a good crisis go to waste. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that. We're definitely gonna need a, a vaccine for this. There's all there's all sorts of so-called remedies. Like, please don't buy into that snake oil crap. Let's just yeah. let's wait until science gives us a real answer. Correct. Um, and promote science. And literally, just try keep yourself healthy. Yeah. Either way. Uh, I'll do one more. I, I said the not so great. Hello from Massachusetts. Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah. Remember that song? I do. If you guys decide to conquer America, I recommend coming to New England. I love New England. Uh, really unique from the rest of the U.S., especially driving through Salem and Plymouth. They're awesome. Stand with Hong Kong, as we will. Thank you. Uh, okay. Shall we All move right. on? Yeah, we're going to move on to Guanxi Corner, everybody. Sure. And this read. is where we basically talk about relationships whether it's business or personal or whatever it is it's also expanded into this thing where if a patron or a subscriber or whatever sends us a letter we'll answer it on air if they agree yeah um okay so hey matt winston i just you might want to pull up the uh, the oh, slide it goes right along with it okay i'll get there you can give me a second and it's coming guys it's coming it's just I one of those I things see it. it's just like that training there, there we go okay i love do you love this flag <laughs> yeah why don't you explain what that is first? What, Wu Mao? No, this. Now that's the stars <laughs> of the different branches of the right, Communist but Party. This is Mao. 
Yeah, and there's mom. five of them. So it's five. Yeah, I know. It's pretty <laughs> funny. By the way, uh, let's give you a direct translation of what Wu sure. Mao is. Yeah. Wu means five, and Mao is like the uh, currency. So it, it can also mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. Okay, 50 cents is what it means. Mm -hmm. That's literally, I, I actually had one around here somewhere. Yeah. I know that's, sorry, that's sorry wrong. Sorry about it. Anyway. The whole point of Wu Mao is there's a rumor. Well, there were, it started as a rumor. It's actually true. You have part of the Communist Party government. Mm -hmm. There's like these divisions. And their whole point is to go online and to basically soft power. Yeah. And so what they do is they go to anyone who's critical of China and they will flood the comments with pro-China stuff. Correct. And they will attack the original post to try to discredit them as much as possible. And the rumor goes that they paid 50 cents per comment. Obviously, that's not correct. They, they get a salary. It's just mm -hmm. a normal government it's very job. Low. But it's a real job. Sure. Um, and that's what they do. So we call them Wu Mao's. So it's, Wu Mao is equal, equivalent of saying someone is a troll. Right. But an it, internet a, troll, troll. a troll with a purpose of supporting the Communist Party of China correct. and to change any narrative that the CCP is bad. Yeah. Now... I think what makes our commentary about I've seen a lot of people talk about Wu Mao. Mm -hmm. What makes ours so palpable is right now live. You are amongst Wu Mao in the chat section. Yeah, we actually there are have, yeah, we have in there, yeah. Right? And that's fascinating. They're probably yeah. watching this being like, "Yeah, they talked about me." Yeah, exactly. Shout out to all my Wu Maos. Wu Maos can be dastardly. Yeah. They can be like absolutely disgusting and just use racism and yell yeah. you and blah blah. They'll also use Chinese a lot so, mm. to so that Chinese speakers can see it. Yeah. And they also will do it soft power, like like you said, change the narrative, like, oh look at the great achievements, lifting out of poverty, all yeah, this kind of yeah. stuff. Now, what happened mm -hmm. was well, I'll just read the letter. Yeah. I'm Matt and Winston. I just read about YouTube, uh, Google uh, censoring your words Wu or Wu Mao in video comments. I've tried on a few videos and it's real. We have tested it and we proved it. Yeah. This is a massive story that needs exposure. Guess Winston and yourself could do be the ones to dig into it. Um, so it was true. Yes. Google slash YouTube, if you typed in Wuma, and this is not you can't type the opinion, not the letters. You have it's to type the, the Chinese, the Chinese, yeah. After about fifteen seconds, that comment will go away and we tested it. Yeah, we actually, actually screen recorded, it, yeah. we we filmed it, so we've got proof. And it's quite ridiculous. YouTube was censoring this word Wu Mao, and they also another one which kind of means commie pinko, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's the thing: they were censoring it, presumably because it's racist or derogatory or whatever. But that's the same as censoring somebody saying "internet troll" or "troll." Is that racist? Or or bigot or something. Right. So let's just say you type "you are a troll." And then they will censor that comment because you use the word troll. It doesn't make sense because it's, it's not actually like an attack word. No. You use it to describe a specific kind of a uh, person who is of poor character, who, you know, his whole purpose in, in the comment section is to troll. So you say this Wu Mao said this or, you know, like, don't be a Wu Mao or yeah. whatever. That's now censored. Right. So YouTube came along a couple of days later and said, oh, yeah, um, it was just a mistake of, an, of our uh, service. But how is it a mistake? Come on, YouTube. Can you at least try? Yeah. Can it's, you be like, we screwed up, we thought it was racist, but it's not? Yeah. Because it's not. You can see people are typing it. You, yeah. You it's can not type blocked it anymore. It's not blocked anymore, but it was. And we've got proof of that because we filmed it. We recorded it. But the fact that this is very clearly Chinese CCP, um, you know, saying that we're hurt because they don't like our Wumaos, you know, you better make sure people can't comment against it. It just shows, it could be a bit of a conspiracy theory, but it might be all the soft power that the CCP is pushing. YouTube's gobbling it up. 
The fact that you can actually type in racial slurs and yeah. swear words and actual nasty language in the comment section makes me not believe that this was an accident. Yeah, so why is it that you could actually say like a racist slur against right. a, a black person or a, a Chinese person sure. or a white person right. or whatever, and that doesn't get you know censored, but you can't use the technical term for uh, internet troll. Very innocuous. Paid internet troll. Not, not derogatory in the slightest. Yes. It's not a swear word. No, it's not. It's fine. Yeah. You know? It's just a, it's a describing word, it's, you know? I made a t-shirt about it. Yeah, you did. It's actually currently for sale. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say about this? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, to answer your question, it's back now. It and back. their YouTube's or slash Google's explanation, we just think it's total bullshit. Yeah. Um, whether it's as malicious as we think, the intent, mm -hmm. or not, it doesn't matter. Like, I really don't think they're telling the truth about that. No, I don't think so either. And I honestly think that it's it's the soft power of the CCP right. getting through once again mm -hmm. to Western media and Western social media and so on. Because they have so successfully pushed this narrative that it's racist to say anything against the Chinese government or right. the Chinese country. Because that's a race. The country of China. Um, that they're getting things like Wumao blocked. Right. You know, it's Correct. ridiculous. Meanwhile, in their own media, they can use the N-word and they can be derogatory towards <laughs> people, xenophobic, block foreigners from staying in hotels, prevent foreigners from entering in the borders, blame the coronavirus on foreign... Like, this is their legit news outlets. Blame right. the coronavirus on other countries. Right. Call other countries' um, names. Like, say that... What, what did they call uh, Australia? The gum, gum on the stuck on the shoe. shoe of China. And then they called, called them something else, like uh, some, something very derogatory. Remember, the, they called like Denmark the sick man of Europe, and then they got mad when they said sick man of Asia. Yeah, what was that? They called, they called um, like some, recently they said that uh, Australia is like uh, the, the dog of America or something like, something <laughs> oh, yeah, like yeah, that. Something Whatever, like that, some yeah. nonsense. But this is state media saying these kind of things. But yet, it's racist to say Wu Mao. It's racist to say the coronavirus came from China. You know, it's you know, it's <laughs> even more tasty is that they, YouTube and Google is allowing the actual Wu Mao yeah. to write derogatory things and actual racist things, but they're not blocked. No. But we're blocked for calling them Wu Mao. <laughs> and what's even worse is the fact that they are allowing right. anyone coming from China to comment in the first place since YouTube is blocked in China by the government. I mean, I believe in freedom of speech forever, and I think it's a great yeah, way the for them to participate. The, but these mass accounts? The government has their own YouTube accounts. Yeah. Yeah. That shouldn't That's, be allowed. That shouldn't be allowed. Why is it that CGTN has their own YouTube page? Yeah, come on. You come think on. we can post our videos in Chinese media? No, no, of course not. YouTube is blocked in China, yet they have the audacity to have all their main state media on YouTube and the same as Twitter and everything else. I feel like we, never get, a rule. A, we never get a rise out of people about that, but that's so hypocritical. It is. You know? Literally, it should be, oh, you've blocked YouTube in China. That means that your state national media. government state media cannot have a YouTube account. Right. Makes sense, right? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Anyway, it is what it is. The rest of the world is just a pushover and will allow China to walk all over them. Watch as little they uh, so, cool. uh, we're going to hit a couple more questions. Yeah, then? and then we'll okay. go to uh, Worldview. All right. Uh, Coffee Matcha brother told me that the state-owned Philippine radio station is airing Chinese soft power propaganda. I saw that, but there's a lot of pushback for Filipinos as well. Good. As 
should be. Isn't that president like completely batshit? He's crazy. So crazy Duarte or whatever. Yeah. He's like a flip flops every yeah. few minutes and like executes people in the street and right. stuff. That guy needs to go. <laughs> anyway. Gwyn, as we yeah, say. Yeah. Uh, Shaky Ninja. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey guys, just want to say thanks. My mom asked me about the crazy things the CCP are doing. I feel like the message is finally getting through the mainstream. Absolutely. And we're it's seeing all, a lot of bipartisan support just being yeah. like screw China. Yeah. Uh, Chinese government, sorry. Yeah. Uh, disabled Llama. Yeah. What an unfortunate thing. Please take these useless dollar dollary dues as a oh, it's Australia. Right, right. As a token of appreciation for all the stuff you've done over the last few months, I flog your channels to anyone I know and we get started talking about the coof. Thanks, mate. I really What's appreciate it. I don't know what a coof okay. is. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'll do but, one more and we'll go. but no, thank you very much. And uh, you know, Australia is honestly the canary in the cold mine. And Canada too, Canada to be too, honest. Yeah. Australia and Canada um, show us exactly what happens when you allow the CCP to run rampant in your country, Correct. buy up all of your resources, you know, influence your schools, your universities, your police force, your government. You get to see exactly what happens. So I hope the rest of the world, the free world, is seeing this and taking mm-hmm. note because Australia has fallen and is now a property of the Chinese government. And so is Canada to a certain extent, of course, mm-hmm. not fully, but to a certain extent. And it's very clear to see the methodology that was used. And we need to stop that. And, you know, Australia is now starting to grow a pair and fighting back. And I'm very proud of Australia for doing so. And please remember, this is not about racism or against Chinese people. It's about the government and the way it subverts. It is you would feel the same if another country came in, if I don't know, South Africa started to buy up all of your mines and all of your deep water ports and your things like that and invest in your universities and suddenly start making everybody speak Afrikaans, you know, and uh, that kind of thing. I think there'd be pushback as well and stop your civil liberties and say that um, you must never say anything bad about President Zuma or the ANC or we will destroy your economy. Hmm. You know, that kind of thing. I think the rest of the world wouldn't tolerate it as much as they've been tolerating it from China. So we have to keep a close eye on those two countries in particular. Correct. To see what the rest of the world and has that's in what, store. And that's what we do. And yeah. So you guys can tune in every two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> true. Updates. Liberator, uh, 2142. Hey, again, Winston Seamilk, your friendly ABC here. Do you nice. think Hong Kong could become the tipping point where China could face mass unrest or maybe even civil war? No. No. They have successfully shifted the narrative and told people in China and made them believe that Hong Kong is an ungrateful piece of shit mm-hmm. and they deserve any anything that's coming to them. Yeah. And although not everyone thinks that in China, I don't think they'll find it inspirational enough to where the majority starts to rise up. It's difficult. I know you're, you're an ABC, uh, so you will understand to a certain degree. But it's very difficult for most people in the West to understand just how much control China has over its citizens abroad right. and specifically within the borders of China. Right. Tomorrow on my channel, I have an interview with a guy who will prove to you and is a good demonstration as to what happens if you even slightly step out of line. If you're, if you're a Chinese citizen living abroad mm-hmm. um, and you still have family in China, you're only ever safe as a Chinese person abroad if you no longer have any family in mm-hmm. China. Correct. If your family kind of fled the communist purges or whatever and you, you know, no one's left because mm-hmm. if they've even have a hint that you have like a an aging grandmother or something there you're screwed because they will literally put pressure on you by saying that they're going to hurt them um and it's it's despicable it's disgusting and i will crack that open tomorrow and it will show you proof 
because I'm so sick and tired of people thinking that we're talking shit when it's when this is concerned. Mm -hmm. So watch my channel tomorrow for more proof on that. Sounds good. Yeah. Ready cool. for worldview? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it. it's worldview. Now, guys, this is where we talk about things happening in the world, specifically regarding China. And I can't wait to talk about this Today's one. Today's actually international, kind of. It is kind of international. We're going to start, of course, with Steam. Yeah, this is pretty spicy. Okay, guys, we all know Steam, right? Anyone who's a gamer, Steam is something you install on your computer. You have a game library. Now, Steam's kind of got this gray area relationship in mm, China, right? Mm. First of all, the, the games are severely discounted. Mm -hmm. If you sign up uh, for the sort of Asia, China, Steam. China, yeah. yeah, China, Steam. We've got a couple of friends. Uh, games cost like 20% of what they usually cost. Yeah. Because they realize that in China, people will just pirate stuff right. anyway. So We make it convenient and it's all in one place. You charge yeah. a little bit of money, they're willing to pay. Yeah, exactly. So we got a couple of friends... Because they're cheapskates they're, when they're living in China. <laughs> Seriously, guys, pay the full price. Oh. Stop being such a cheapskate. Well, and we can't play with them. No, because it's a different, it's like cut oh. off. Um, so they're cheapskates. So they signed up for the Chinese service and they pay like $20 for a game that we pay 64 for. Even less. Yeah, yeah, $15 or something. But Steam has now secretly been rolling out the alpha version of their censored Chinese Steam client. And this is really a big upset because some of my friends have got like hundreds of games and literally they're probably going to lose them all. But here's the fun part. <clears throat> of course, China has a big problem with any sort of access to international mm -hmm. gaming or international anything because it's out of their control. And that's why they're constantly banning games. Games have to be like uh, specifically vetted before they're allowed. If you've got a PlayStation 4 in China, the... Chinese PlayStation Store has like FIFA and you know a couple of. It's like one percent of yeah, the games. Yeah, they got through. like a handful of games. And they ban the international yeah. PSN store. Yeah. yeah, you're not allowed to get anything. So if there's a game that maybe has China as uh, like a villain or this, anything. Dude, it's to not do... even that. Look yeah. at Animal Crossing on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, because you can draw stuff. In Hong Kong, people are like, eh. Yeah, drawing like. Yeah, they block that. But it's it's quite crazy. I mean, even if there's like a spat with the NBA yeah. or something, yeah. they'll block, block NBA it, yeah. 2K or whatever. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just garbage like this. Right. So. Uh, anyway, Steam, this new version of Steam, get this. How many games do you think are going to be available when it finally releases? Because it's it's on the way to be released. Well, let's think about how many games are already on Steam. Thousands, dude. Right. Thousands. 40. 40. You'll be able to choose out of 40 games, but it gets even better. You know, in Steam, when you log in, you have your username, yeah. you have a little yeah. avatar. Yeah. You're not allowed to have a username. Show it. Yeah, okay. So I want to read this quick. Okay, yeah, go for it. Healthy Gaming Advisor, and this I'm assuming this pops up, right? Yeah. Boycott harmful games. So the CCP is telling you, and actually dictated to Steam, to tell people to not play games that they don't like. Yeah. Reject game piracy. Exercise self-protection. Avoid deception. Yeah. <laughs> Moderation promotes brain health. Excess play is harmful to the body. Well-planned use of your time will lead to a healthy lifestyle. Okay, we have this to... This is yeah. 1984. We have to give a bit of backstory. China has a massive problem with internet addiction. Um, yeah. And like with the youth who just basically are addicted to games. They play like LOL and whatever. Like just don't do anything else. Mm. Drop out of school, go live in an internet cafe. I mean, it's not... Yeah. They've got they've got internet re-education camps know. where they use shock therapy, at least sure. maybe not now, they used to. But it's a, it's a big deal. It's a big deal, societally. Yeah. But still... It's this is getting really draconian. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's take a look. By the way, this is these are screenshots of the alpha release. Yeah. These are actual screenshots. 
It hasn't been released yet. Correct. We don't know when the timeline is exactly. I'm getting some QQ vibes here. Yeah, what is this? What is this garbledy gook? So you see, uh, go point up here at this, yeah, uh, yeah that uh, yeah. I guess you can't you see can, it up there. Yeah. You can, the question mark thing. Yeah. There's no avatar there for a reason. You're yeah. not allowed to have an avatar in Chinese Steam. And the reason being is they don't want, the CCP doesn't want someone to have a picture of a Taiwan flag. Yes. Uh, Winnie the Pooh. Protester, Winnie the Pooh. They're that butthurt and scared mm. that everyone's just anonymous, right? Number two, you can't have a username, so I can't be called like F the CCP. I can't. Yeah. It just get, you well, get a I, random we number. Can't, yeah, you get a random number. So that's the thing. You can't be like, I am Serpent today or whatever, and your friends can find you. You will be given a random number. How communist is that? It's ridiculous. It's so like you, communist you, games. <laughs> you're Here's not, your number. Yeah, getting locked. Yeah, you're totally. And I think it probably randomly generates every time you join mm. as well. So people can't even like hang on to. Well, you, you, know, you probably add them, right? See yeah, as a friend base. But. Yeah, but it's ridiculous. Yeah. So you get a very long, long name, and you're not allowed to have an avatar. Of course. And you get forty games. Yeah, forty games only. <laughs> Um, but here's here's the part that really gets to me. Right. Uh, here's Counter Strike. Okay. Right. All right. What does it Very say down there? In, in China. Play time exceeded. You can't play this game between 10 p.m. and 8 a.m. the following day. Please take a break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you can't make this up. No. So basically, the Communist Party of China is going to dictate when you can play games, and if they think you're playing for too long. Uh, you know, they're just going to shut you off. You will enjoy your 40 games. Yeah. Turn it off. Yeah. You're only allowed an hour. Bad for your health. <laughs> yeah. Avoid deception. Yeah. So now, basically, uh, all of our friends in China who have Steam accounts are very worried that um, they're going to lose their massive game libraries. Mm, we'll because, find out. Yeah, we'll find out if they get this, to keep it or not. But still. I mean, I they can go screw themselves. I love those guys, but yeah. I don't care about that. No. I care about... This is what I care about. <laughs> of course, the Chinese government's going to do something like this. But Steam, what are you doing? Yeah. Capitulating. Just because yeah. they want that freaking market. It's the most greedy bullshit thing. You're punishing Chinese people by allowing this to flourish. Also, what are you going to sell? 40 games? 40 games. I guess they're expecting like a billion people are yeah. going to buy those 40 games. Reminds me of those, remember like, they have those infomercials for those like black and white handhelds. Like 99 games in one. You don't need those expensive cartridges. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like two it's like games shit. with like different colors. Yeah, and that was yeah. different difficulty. Mode. Yeah, exactly. No, it's nonsense. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. That, so that's something that's uh, in the world news. We'll keep an eye on this. Of course, it hasn't been rolled out yet, but this is the alpha version. Sure. And uh, we can expect that something like this is coming because they have already banned international uh, multiplayer games Correct. you're not allowed to game with with foreigners anymore. they don't want them chinese people to talk to yeah they don't that's the problem is they don't want any kind of outside what influence about one road yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's such a sad state of affairs where you cannot allow your own local populace to talk to people outside no, but they want because, unified because you're so worried no. about the fact that the outside world might have different opinions you know it's ridiculous it's stupid slave owners yeah dude. it is um, okay, we've got something else to talk about because this this actually um, affected a subscriber of mine who mm, sent me yeah, an email. Yeah. EasyJet was recently hacked. A um, Swiss company. Yeah, so they were hacked and the um, the tools that were used in the sophisticated way of the attack points to Chinese hackers. Uh -huh. I can't say 100% that it is, but uh, we all kind of know it. it probably is. Because um, according to Reuters anyway, there have been several attempts and attacks on travel companies and, and airlines and stuff recently uh -huh. by Chinese hackers mm -hmm. trying to get travel data and credit card information Correct. and so on. And um, I think... Nine million customers. Yeah, nine million customers were compromised. 2,000 credit, 2, credit cards were, were taken, etc. And I wanted to touch a little bit on this and sh and just say that there this, this whole idea of 
hacking, right? Because mm. hey, look, when I was a younger younger guy, I was a script kitty. I did a little bit of hacking. You know, I was, you know, one of those guys running WinNuke and IRC yep. <laughs> chats and stuff. You know, um, and I love that whole hacking vibe. But it's mm. usually in the West, hacking is kind of like stupid little kids or trying to prove themselves, or you've got like people that are trying to do fraud or yeah, phishing or whatever the case. But in China, it's like a massive juggernaut. It's a job. And it's it's the government-sponsored hacking. They've got hacking farms, okay? Mm-hmm. It's You're actually like, now. yeah, it's actually like a military thing. It's a PLA branch. Yeah. And we've, we would like, I would like to um, draw a lot of attention to this because what we keep forgetting is that this is being used and it's having massive impact on actual military applications and things like that. I would like to present to you China's new jet. Which one do you think it is? Uh, I can't tell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to assume it's the uh, top one? Yes, it is the top one. Um, That is the J-31 fighter. There's also a J-20, which is also um, similar. And the one below it, of course, is the American F-35. Now, the reason why I'm pointing this out is that in uh, as early as 2007, and this is confirmed, this is not like oh, this is a maybe thing. This is, it's confirmed that Chinese cyber espionage hacked into the Department of Defense and stole, what is it, like 60, 163 terabytes worth of um, designs of the F-35, you know, the Joint Strike Fighter, this very expensive, um, you know, plane. Yeah. And they basically stole all the design blueprints mm-hmm. and they stole all the radar information and the weapon systems and the stealth information. And so you see the new Chinese planes coming out look identical and, of course, are using all the same stolen technology. Black Hawk like that. Yeah, the, the Black Hawk hel- helicopter. And I mean, it's just, this is just, once again, proof that this stuff is going on. And it always boggles my mind as to why, you know, people aren't really talking about this. This is pretty much, you know, it's theft of military secrets mm. it's it's a massive thing why is there no never any kind of retaliation i never see that right we're still you know russia still sells you know su-35s and stuff to china even though china stole all the um you know engine plans and stuff mm-hmm. and all their jet engines and stuff are stolen illegally produced non-licensed versions of you know soviet jet engines and stuff it's just quite ridiculous but it, we, we thought we'd just show you over here a little bit about um, the, the names of some of these departments, yeah. right? So there's three branches, and these are all military-based. Yeah. And they're actually directly in control of these hacking farms that we keep talking about. Yeah. First one's called Specialized Military Network Warfare Forces. And these are military units specialized in network attack and defense. So these are the big dogs, right? right. They go in and basically try to take down networks in other countries, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also defend them. Uh, PLA, which is People's Liberation Army. These are the, the grunts. Yeah. soldiers right authorized forces network warfare specialists in the ministry of state security and the minister of Pu- ministry of public security so these uh these basically generals control all these peons basically that go mm-hmm. out and you yeah. know do ddos and all that kind of stuff to sure. attack networks mm-hmm. then you have non-governmental forces which are civ- civ- civilian and semi-civilian groups that spontaneously engage in network attack and defense Wumaos. yes there we go we found them they're the Wumaos. it's, it's official <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, I mean, the the fact of the matter is that, uh, of course, we know that governments around the world engage in cyber, you know, attacks and and, and hacking and stuff. But there's like irrefutable proof that China does this on a large scale. And, you know, the proof is right in front of your eyes. Basically with impunity. With impunity, yeah, like seriously. 
Um, I just don't understand why America would even be trading with a country that steals their military secrets. Sure. I, I wouldn't. If it was right. me, I'd be like, hey, listen, if you were a country, what the hell? It cost us billions of dollars to do the R&D and development on this mm. fighter jet. Not only have you stolen it, but you're making exact copies, you know, to potentially fight, fight us. us. Why is it that we're selling you soybeans again? You know, right. why? Why yeah. is it that we're buying your, your electronics? I would be like, listen, man, screw you guys. Get the hell out of here. There's this attitude. It's just like, oh, it's China. That's just what they do. Yeah. And they just keep knocking things off. Yes. Yeah. We keep them on the, the World Trade Organization. And <laughs> they're in our institutions. They're in the UN and, uh, you know, controlling the World Health Organization. We're dealing with uh, something that's gotten out of control here, guys. This is, uh, yeah. there's so many aspects of what's wrong with the world's relationship with China that needs to be adjusted. And the world allowed it to happen and they grew this beast. Because yeah. this evil framework was there since Mao was there, but it wasn't a powerful country. Yeah. We fed the beast, this government, mm -hmm. and made them powerful, but they still have Maoist framework. Yeah. They didn't change. There's no reform. They keep saying reform and opening. There isn't. Ideolo no. ide ideologically, there's no reform. No. It's exactly the same. Yeah. Right? Well, you know, this is what, uh, unfortunately, the people, um, which, by the way, the anniversary is coming up very soon. The Tiananmen yeah. Square massacre found out very, very, very the hard way is right. that... China will tolerate open financial institutions right. and an open economy, kind but of. they well, they will not tolerate an open society no. and an open dialogue. Uh, dialogue and freedom of speech. So you can you're free to make money, but you're not free to be free. If that makes sense. Well, you're free to make money unless they want it. Yeah. True. Anyway. Yeah. Thought so we'd uh, get there. So yeah, what what's next? It's our question. We finally get to do the little question blurb, and it's Q and A. Where we answer the <laughs> remainder of your... <laughs> I still don't know why you have to say that. Well, it's important for the, the listeners at home. Because for don't the forget... listeners at home. This is also in podcast format. You can listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, all that crap. Yep. So any kind of thing. We do put it if out If you just there. Google it, it'll come up with every format that you're used to. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying, like, you could listen to it in your car if you don't want I to totally look at our that. ugly mugs, you know? I agree. I don't mm. think we're that ugly. Uh, Pavel, thank you very much. Bo Gruntman, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah Johnson... Money, months for the cans with the Blue Mountains. Yes, yes. Jeremiah. Yes. You know, oh, actually, he's on like a Coors stint because of you. Yeah, I love that um, stuff now. I actually bought a beer with, with a little bit of your money as well that I liked, so I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, oh, a big you... shout out to our good friend Tree who sent us some beers as yes. well. Yes, yeah, thank you Really appreciate that Really appreciate that. Really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, have you... He or... sent me some Coors. He did. In and he sent, me, he sent me IPA. Yeah, and you know what? I've never seen him in a bottle. So is no. it, yeah, it's supposed to be a silver bullet. That's, that's like a brown bullet. The brown bullet. Because it's in a, yeah, anyway. Does it have the I, blue thing on the label? I'm actually not sure. I would think so. On a bottle? Try it's it. paper. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Have you or the, <laughs> you love Coors, or have you or will you boys put together a list of anti-CCP Chinese folk who can help us break down some of the CCP brainwashing in our Chinese friends? Um, that sounds a little accusatory. <laughs> Listen, um, I would love to. I, If you're a Chinese uh, person who... You know, th this is the biggest issue that we face. And like you will see in my video tomorrow is the people who stand against the CCP have mm. so much to lose that they it's do. almost impossible for them to ever be public about their the Chinese. people. Yeah, the Chinese people living overseas and Chinese people in China, especially. Sure. They cannot appear in public. They can't say, hey, look, my name is, you know, right. Wen Xiaolong or something. And uh, I am against the CCP and they're terrible and they did this and they killed my grandfather or whatever. They can't do that because as soon as their face is revealed and their name is revealed, that's already too much information 
and the CCP can go after their family in China and they will pressure like a student body in the university that they're uh, studying in or whatever to go after them and to threaten them and to, Correct. you know. So it has to always kind of be anonymous. I'm sure you've noticed I've had a couple of interviews now on my channel, which I unfortunately have to disguise the voice and face of everyone because, mm -hmm. you know, they would be put in so much danger if I allowed people to see their face and listen to their mm -hmm. voice. It's terrible. So to find people that are willing to go out there and be openly and publicly critical of the CCP. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like a harsh criticism. Mm. It could just be like, look, they've made mistakes or this is not a good part mm. of the CCP. Even a little bit of criticism will get them in hot water. So Correct. it's tough. If I could find these people, these courageous people mm. who do exist, I would love to put together a forum where we could actually just That's a chat great to idea. them. Yeah, That's let's, a great idea. Let's try. Cesario so JPN, the left can't meme. Would this apply to China since they can't meme and instead just solve everything with the equivalent of an internet sledgehammer? Mm -hmm. well, I guess uh, in a way, except, you know, that's with pure force. Sure. And yeah, they definitely can't meme. No, no, China. no, they're bad at memeing. Uh, David, bit hypocritical to bash copyright in China and then promote VPNs to get around licensing and copyright. Well, I didn't promote a VPN for you to download and steal stuff. Nope, I just I said, said that as a joke. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did. I He's picking up on your joke. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah, because you totally can do it, though. You could if you wanted to. Yeah. But, but we don't. No, We course. actually, you know what's funny is, I'll admit, when I was a kid, I... I pirated some music here and there, things like that. I used to pirate everything. Pirate I don't want to go too hard. No, but no, you know why? Because in South Africa we had sanctions, sure. and you couldn't get the stuff. Right. It's not possible. Well, I didn't have money. Couldn't go to a shop and buy stuff. Sure. You had to download it. And look, I mean, I'm talking about back in the BBS days with like sure. a 2400 board modem, and right. you're downloading a. We're a little like, off topic. You know, Wolfenstein 3D right. or something. You know, it's right. like that's way back in the day. But things changed. We and pay, of course, we pay for stuff. Absolutely, now. it's weird. It's I more never, satisfying. I got to tell you, I never thought I'd ever pay for Windows, mm. but you know, the, the Windows running on my computer is 100% bought for and paid for by Same me. Same with Final Cut. Final Cut. The editor and, videos, and know, it feels better. It, yeah, I actually, I, if you can afford it, don't pirate, basically. Bo Grunt, it's like a PSA. Bo Grunt. <laughs> you wouldn't steal a car. <laughs> you wouldn't you, download you would, a you car. Wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> steal a handbag. You know? yeah. Meanwhile, Aziz Vash is like, yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, sure. Car thieves around the world. You're like <laughs> cracking into like an old Mercedes and yeah. like, don't steal that. It's too much hassle, dude. <laughs> yeah. Greetings from the banana monarchy of Sweden. I'm mm. thinking about moving abroad to start a business at some point. Would you recommend Taiwan for that? We yes. would wholeheartedly. We've yes. said it many times and we still say that. Uh, definitely check out Taiwan. A lot of people are scared of going to Taiwan because of the potential problems with mainland China at the moment. And But that's been the case since... Since its inception. Since, yeah, since I got to uh, China. No, it's been the and, case since 1949. Yeah, I understand that. But what I'm saying is that there were a lot of opportunities where friends uh, had job offers in Taiwan. And they, and didn't, they didn't take it because they were worried about that. But right. guess what? They could have enjoyed over a decade of a prosperous, amazing right. lifestyle in a fantastic country. Taiwan is still hands down like if i had to choose a place to live in asia i would choose taiwan easy and it's because it has all the the cool quirky conveniences of japan like mm -hmm. and all the awesome products like you get the family bars sure, the strong right. zeros right. and all the food and the but it's also chinese and so yeah. people speak mandarin yeah the night markets are amazing the people are amazing and it's a small island but it's got such a diverse yeah landscape you can go play in the snow and then go swim in the beach yeah it's and you know you got sun moon lake and all right. those beautiful mountains and your favorite sheep farm and <laughs> you know <laughs> oh, uh, no man. but seriously taiwan is sheep milk <laughs> yeah it's disgusting Ugh. 
Taiwan is fantastic, so um, I would say give it a shot. I agree. You know, hand on heart. If the world's gonna burn, it's gonna burn. You know, at least enjoy yourself. Yeah, in Taiwan. Yeah, with the Taiwan beer. Yeah, and by the way, um, you, you know, a friend of ours had an opportunity to go work in Taiwan. We helped him get a job and everything, and he was too worried to go to Taiwan because of the coronavirus um, potential outbreak. Guess what? Taiwan is the safest place <laughs> in the whole they're, world. They're, completely unaffected people going to restaurants they're doing yeah. what they want they have their normal way of life something like 400 cases in the entire country mm-hmm. um and it's worse in america and it's worse everywhere else in the world except taiwan so what a dumbass <laughs> just gotta say case closed 93 yeah. hong kong is not the end only the beginning where mm-hmm. east meets west under ccp control it will be launched by for ccp to infiltrate western democracies stand with hong kong well, of course, that's what I'm saying. Australia will be next and Canada will be next. You will not be able to say something bad about Xi Jinping yeah. in Australia because there would be too much to lose, right? And they're probably going to put some kind of law down there. The fact that they flew the Chinese flag over a Victorian police station, Box Hill police station, just tells you a little something. It does. You know, Sign it's there to intimidate the local Chinese right. people. It's there to say China is here. China's here, Mr. Burton, you know? Yeah. <laughs> China's like here. Moon to, landing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, we're here, we're watching you. <laughs> and uh, it's going to get to that point where, you know, you could get just arrested. Like, just say you're a Chinese citizen who's living in Australia and uh, you say something that the CCP doesn't like, then they're just going to arrest you and extradite you to China. Mm. I feel like that's coming. And I feel like the, the rest of the world's That's a ways off, but it's the, yeah. the framework is being yeah, built. Yeah, it's, it's what's happening in Hong Kong now will be Australia, will be Canada. Coming we, to your door. If we do not put an end to this crap, I'm guys, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure people are waking up. Well, the bloody better. I'm just, how many pro-CCP people are in uh, in the U.S. government running for any sort of office right now? It'd be a death sentence. Bloomberg? He's, he's gone. Okay. You know, did he win? Not even close. No. Uh, I wasn't even talking about president. Is that random guy, six fingers or whatever, is busy. <laughs> that guy's so weird. That old guy is like delirious. Biden, or whatever. yeah. Hairy yeah. legs. I, I think uh, he's the most meme-worthy president. American politics is, is to me, is just like a circus. It's, it's hilarious. It's so ridiculous. Thankfully, yeah. that it's a good system. That yeah, yeah. Trickles it's, down. It's from really it, you know funny. I mean? it's like, yeah. Sweet Candy King, uh, really enjoying your content. Do you think China might already have? Uh, been preparing this proposal for two sessions in March before it was delayed. I absolutely think yeah. so. It's a lot of stuff's been premeditated for ages. Yeah. Uh, Michael Chan, you guys are cool. Thank you. You're cool, Michael. Mm. Stu Sasser will trying to become the superpower of the world. Absolutely not. Um, super no. super crap power. It'd be terrible. There's, um, it's it's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. Whether it has enough influence to act like a scary power on the world stage is a different story, but. The world can't tolerate China to be a superpower. No, there's just there's just too much lack opposed. of freedom. Yeah, um, and also, you have to understand if you if you've lived in China for a long time, you would not want no. what's going on in China in your backyard. No. you know the no. the uncontrollable levels of pollution and things yeah. like that. Which, let's be honest, let's just say you are really pissed off because every day the sky is gray and you know your your asthma. child's got asthma and stuff. If that was happening in a place like L.A., which it did people go out and they're like screw this and they had to put all these laws against you know uh, you have to get your cars smogged mm-hmm. you know factories have to do this and that you know the people could say something and something was done in china you could be dying from smog and you can complain all you want you get arrested you will yeah oh you're disturbing harmony so you know you wouldn't want to be living in a system where you have absolutely no say in what happens around i don't you. think we need to sell anyone on that but i do think i, I think we need do to there understand. are people out there who are constantly 
praising the Chinese yeah, system. Yeah, but I, I think the, the key is what mm. we do is the educational aspect is that we've seen what it is for a decade plus. Yeah. And we know what it's like, but I think people who have never been abroad typically equate their own country to other countries, and yeah. maybe that other country is just a little bit different. Sure, right? sure. But it's wildly different politically. Right, it's absolutely not a system that you should want to emulate. I feel like you'd have to be drunk on cheap brandy and baijiu to actually think the CCP is like okay. Yeah, to to not understand it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, and not be able to speak the language. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, right? You yeah. can't be an authority on China if you can't communicate anymore. No. <laughs> no. Anyway, just uh, Tiering Song. What do you think about the status of Americans living in Hong Kong right now? Do you think Westerners will leave Hong Kong in droves now? Well, I can give you three examples. We won't mm -hmm. name them. Yeah. of Westerners that just left Hong Kong or are in the process of doing so. Yeah. And one of them is not even a dissident. He just knows it's going to get bad. A friend of mine who um, has, uh, yeah, I can't really mention him no, or what he does or anything like that, but uh, it's, again, heartbreaking. Somebody who loves Hong Kong so mm -hmm. much, it's no longer safe for him to be there, and he's going to have to move. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to say where, but... Yeah. Case closed 93 again. In fact, the People's Republic of China was established in 1949, 50 years after Hong Kong lease was signed. That's absolutely true. Yeah, and, and a lot of people kind of failed to realize this, but the um, idea of handing Hong Kong back, that was signed, that agreement was signed with a different government, mm -hmm. not the CCP. Mm -hmm. So it, if, if England actually really wanted to be a dick, they could say, listen, we didn't sign that agreement with you. Shut the hell up. We're keeping Hong Kong. And you know what? It's a pity they didn't. Yeah, because it wasn't still, the Communist Party. Still do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the the Communist Party of China is not the. They are not the people that Legally Britain signed binding, you know. signed the agreement. Not with. that a contract means anything in China anyway. No, no but I mean, it's kind of like, psh, it's dumb. It's kind of like let's just say, uh, America was just overrun by communism and is now like the new Soviet Union. Mm. But you signed a, a trade agreement with the the democratic, you know. Republic, whatever you call it, America, you say you, you sign an agreement with them. It's so confusing. Um, and then now it's a new communist government that comes in. Would you still, you know, hold that deal as being true? Right. It's not the same people, no, right? It's, not. it's kind of dumb. Margaret Thatcher, you dumbass. <laughs> That's the <laughs> yeah. reason people don't like her. I know. Deborah Ann, thank you. Mm -hmm. Bengal Tiger, New York City. Will where will manufacturing go if it leaves China? Uh, we covered this last time. Vietnam, Taiwan, Southeast Asia, India. Indonesia, India. Yeah. And it's already happening. Yes. Jordan Laramore, in your last video, you showed the Economic Freedom Index, which doesn't substantially cover political freedom. The Freedom House Index would have been better. It lists Hong Kong is only partially free. And yes, I'm, I follow those lists absolutely. I was, talking, I was talking about uh, the Economic Freedom Index in that that has not really changed. But the Political Freedom Index has dropped tremendously. Yeah. Momo, thank you guys. Love from Hong Kong. Love back, man. Or, or woman. Man. man. I, I don't know. It kind of looks like a... I don't know. Vlad, what do you think about uh, the domestic terrorism in Hong Kong narrative being pushed? Um, we kind of spoke yeah, about that. I read about it in Chinese media. There's massive increase in homemade bombs, some train-related wire cutting, etc. It still um, doesn't change anything. It doesn't change the fact that what the Beijing government is doing, you know, is wrong. bad. It's, you can't equate you, you, those. Yeah, you can't. It also, this is, this is a story being pushed. Yeah, it's like, media. It's dude, not... it's, I'm pretty sure the apartheid government tried to do the same thing and say, look, look at what all the savage stuff going on in the townships, people being burned alive. That's why we need apartheid. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure that's what they said, you know. But guess what? Apartheid was abolished. Right. And so should the stupid law. Right. Daryl S. Keep speaking. So should the CCP. Right. 
have some cold ones on me. What do you think of 805 here in California? Oh, it's a good beer. I like it. Is that that fat tire thing? No, it's, a, it's called 805. Okay. <laughs> fat tire is a brand. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Is this a moth? <laughs> no. Joshua Randall. Guys, I finally got a Chinese girlfriend. Is this food? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she yeah. has this habit yeah. of constantly wanting to play hide the sausage, and it's exhausting. What do I do? <laughs> I have more power to you, man. Maybe like get a difference to get a bologna or something. You know? Maybe she'll want to snack. Um, just just enjoy it while it lasts, mate. Enjoy sure. it while it lasts. Mike, Mike Huter, uh, very generous, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. Great show, guys. Thanks for uh, so much for breaking down all these grim CCP anti-freedom issues. You definitely won't hear it in the mainstream media. Stay stay here, safe and awesome. We certainly will. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank and you, Mike. It, it's correct. Mm. This soft power has extended and the Western mainstream media, and I hate to say this, I'm not like a conspiracy theorist nut, no. but the, the mainstream media really does toe the party line. They really mm. do uh, kind of bend to the whims ways, yeah. of China because they're so worried about um, upsetting or being racist or being discriminatory or whatever it is, because that's their narrative against their own people. Basically. Meanwhile, they're, they're, you know? that media is blocked. In I know. They don't understand that they're blocked in China. But yes, they will very often run with, like we saw with the CBC, they will run with uh, CCP propaganda, sometimes unwillingly, unwittingly. Down. Yeah, sometimes very unwittingly. Yeah. They don't realize they're doing it. But that's the whole point is the CCP is fantastic at manipulation. They pour more money into propaganda and, you know, that than most other departments. And horse paintings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but seriously, <laughs> maybe the confusion is this dude shut up art class. <laughs> they bloody shit. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, yeah, no, quite honestly, like there, there's so much money poured into propaganda. Mm. It's surprising that they're so bad at it a lot yeah, of the times. Like, look at the Global Times. Holy shit. But they're also very good at it. These, yeah. Especially things like the Confucius Institute, guys. Right. You have no well, idea culture. how much damage that particular institute has done. To the world to yeah all over the Most world especially to chinese students studying abroad and how unfair it is to them but you know yeah it's it's terrible they are really good at this guys and they are they've learned how to control mm. western media it and is so, usually really terrible yeah like their meme games off their propaganda games off but yeah when you start to not when it's not overt when you're controlling the narrative behind yeah. the scenes it's different mm -hmm. and so that's why the mainstream media doesn't talk about the things we talk about because they're concerned about being labeled racist Racist for being against communism yeah. and loving Chinese people. Yeah, I know. People. That's sort of so dumb. You love, what do you mean you love Chinese people and want their best interests and freedoms? You racist. <laughs> exactly. What's your best Dear skill, little man? Little man. You're <laughs> speak English. P-Dog. Uh, wouldn't the protesters be killed by the Chinese government if they didn't? If they don't retaliate? Uh, there's a very... Well, we've already seen that. Yeah. Tiananmen Square. Well, I Beijing Tiananmen. Okay. Uh, Andrew yeah. C, UK has moral responsibility for handling over free British subjects at tyranny. And they were free British subjects. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, their era started in with the 99-year-only lease uh, mm. new territories. Yeah. Yeah. Victor uh, Gutierrez, funny that the best news on China comes from YouTube motorcycle riders. They awesome. It's kind of, yeah. It just, the world yeah. is a strange place. Mm-hmm. Uh, case closed, 93. Have you seen JJ McCall's recent video on Falun Gong? You should collaborate with him again like you did on Chinese propaganda. Yeah, I did. It was quite good, actually. Yeah. Um, he's a nice guy. We met him. Yeah, we did. We yeah. met him at uh, VidCon. Tube. Oh, yeah. It was, it was VidCon. Yeah. I almost called it Tube Buddy. It was VidCon. <laughs> it was very VidCon dis sucks. So disappointing. It was so, so disappointing. Shit. Don't go to VidCon. We met Jesus, though. 
We did. Remember he that? was so over it. Yeah. He was so over it. <laughs> I asked him to change my water into wine. He said, like, he doesn't uh, do side jobs or whatever. Yeah. He was, like, so over it, though. You yeah. know that Jesus guy? You pay him on five or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We, we met him. He was like, get the F out of my face. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't happy. Brian Martell, yeah. I enjoyed your videos for years now. Mm -hmm. uh, visited Shenzhen in 2007, which left me with a lasting interest in what happens in China. Yeah. Your channels have always been my favorite. I have recommended them many Thank times you. to others. And what is... Thank uh, you. To see what is really happening. Thank you, Brian. Well, Shenzhen 2007. Uh, don't forget, I arrived in Shenzhen 2006 in mm -hmm. like February. And then I just stayed there. So I, it was exactly the sort of time frame that you were there. So I know exactly what you saw. Correct. Benny, uh, 8019. Thanks much. Thank you. Mm -hmm. David, uh, 11. Remember that CCP lies, cover ups, and lack of common law also killed 300 million of the pigs on the planet last year. Yes. We got off lightly with CC, uh, CCP 19. Cheeky guys. Yeah, that's okay. that is true. Like you know, they, it's kind of interesting the cover-ups when it comes to the swine flu, Crazy. that African swine flu thing. Also, things like hand, foot, and mouth disease, right. which affect kindergartens and stuff. You don't hear about these things unless it happens to someone you know. Like I used to work. One of my first jobs in China was teaching kindergarten, uh -huh. right? And the kindergarten I used to work at, it's called Aishinpei or child loving preschool <laughs> i'm not even joking Aishinpei kind of means like a lo Ooh. loving heart yeah you know education but the english name was child loving preschool which <laughs> the fact that they had these disgusting like fat pedo foreigners working there sometimes you know occasionally right, right. It, it was a bit of a joke but um uh the, the thing is Hand, foot, and mouth disease is breaking out, and it broke sure. out at that kindergarten. My it daughter got it. Did not make the news. Remember, because... my daughter got it when we were filming conquering northern China. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And the thing is, it didn't make the news, but because no. I knew that the people working there, mm. I found out about it. You yeah. Know? Child loving um, preschool. <laughs> we gotta rip through this. We're almost yeah. like two hours. Oops, sorry. Uh, WP, thank you so much for all the work you do, guys. Uh, I'm looking forward to the ADV America series. Here's a little bit of health for worth a sweat and well, a nice you. cold beer or two. Thank you very Fantastic. much. Fantastic. Thank you. We will do that. Yeah, we're, we're doing, we're actually splicing in kind of ADV America stuff. I don't know if you saw, we went to Vegas and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's on the, the ADV China channel. Yeah. Uh, so we, we do occasionally mix it up. You know, right now it's kind of difficult to travel. Yeah. <laughs> Searing Sun. Yeah. You wonder what she envisions his legacy is going to be unification of lost territories at the cost of destruction of the economy and decoupling from the rest of the world. I mean, God knows, we just know that his ultimate goal is to power. retain power. It's just right? power. It's just he power. only gives a shit about power. Uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce your name, but I can say your last name, Witkowski. Mm -hmm. Say the word Peugeot. Peugeot? Yeah. I think I say Peugeot. I say Peugeot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Peugeot. Yeah. And Renault. I say, well, I say we, Renault. We say Renault in South Africa, Actually, but I know Americans it's Renault. Say Renault. Do they? Yeah. yeah. We know it's Renault, but we say Renault anyway. Oh, okay. Peugeot. By the way, sorry to say, but some of my least favorite cars are oh, French cars. They're terrible. Uh, I mean... No offense. Like, uh, my, my mother had the, the Renault 5. You know mm. that little, like, weird... It kind of looks like a, a mini or whatever, Renault 5, when I was growing up. And the little yellow one, it's like a puke, you know, like a flat puke yellow with a brown interior. Jeez. Not great, not great. But no. I remember, I've got some fond memories of the car being young and all. But, of course. Um, not great. They don't, cars. like, yeah. Peugeot is actually really big in South Africa. Is it? It's not here. Yeah. I mean, I think we got them in the 80s for like a couple of years. Oh, it's still, it's massive. Right. It's like, you know, you I'm, get, I'm familiar yeah. because of China. They're all over right. China. Right. Hmm. Um, some, some of their new stuff is good actually is it I rented one when we did uh, Stay Awesome China oh to yeah to drive yeah, around yeah. and yeah. I was quite impressed it's a fun little car oh we got one for Northern China as well no that did we yeah oh that was yeah. a biggest well yeah, it was tiny big SUV that yeah. was a Peugeot okay. it was yeah like they're, they're massive yeah yeah they're yeah. big in China yeah 
Uh, Josema, sad news. Hong Kongers deserve a better future. West media is totally controlled by corrupt money and left socialist mind. Never confront CCP abuses. We just touched yeah. on that. And thank yeah. you very much. Thank EJ, you. EJ, 877. CCP taking advantage of a liberal society to advance its goals. 100%. Mm -hmm. Paul Duong, uh, thank you. Thank you. Sam Wilson, thank you. Sick lid. Sick lid. Oh, my gosh. I'm is sorry, it? guys. Uh, hey, Wilson, your pop's voice is very soothing. Wish he could narrate every book I own. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Talking about my dad's channel. Um little little selfless plug here but my father you know he had a lot of adventures through africa he still does but, great book by the way. um he wrote a book and when he was uh, visiting me here i convinced him to sit down and record some of his stories so i filmed them and uh he's got his own channel it's called surviving africa right so if you want to see some sort of encounters with lions and king cobras and various well, if, sort of if things. you get to do a plug i'm plugging my t-shirt go for it everpress.com slash lao 86 all right actually yeah. you know what the, the two links we just mentioned um jesse put them in the chat yeah please yeah so surviving africa uh, my, my old man's channel sure yeah uh aqt net what do you think of china and focus they support many things you say uh we covered this last time um i mean we know their ties to the falun gong but it doesn't mean they don't do good journalism sure uh carport carl thank you yeah, you have to understand that uh, you don't want to you don't want to paint yourself with a brush. No. So if you support um, these kind of medias that are backed by a very biased uh, thing, like either the CCP or the Falun Gong, because those are your two little sure. factions here, really, um, then you discredit yourself. Sure. So I I would like to quite honestly just throw my support behind anything that's anti CCP Correct. or that's against CCP, but at the same time. I do not ever want people to think that I am profiling no, because I'm not. I'm it's, not. It's exactly like your argument trying to say like a couple violent protesters mean yeah. that the, the system they're fighting against is good. Yeah. You can't equate that, right? No, you can't. Just because we agree on something, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter where your funding comes from or where this is. Yeah. If your heart's in the same place on a issue, yeah. then you can agree on that issue. Yeah. So don't equate that with anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's Any, like enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Cairo, for some warm Stella Artois beers for Simo. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Thank Dude, you, he, no <laughs> joke, drank Stop. a warm... What was it called? The Rasputin? Rasputin. It's like a, a, a really bitter stout IPA. Slash. <laughs> drank it warm. Yeah, and he drank it warm yesterday. <laughs> oh, no. He really I, I did. Was really, I wanted to cut this off so you didn't rat me out. No, seriously. Shit. Nothing is changing this guy. He <laughs> drinks warm so, beer. I don't. It's so bad. I and don't. It's especially just a there. beer like that, a stout IPA, <laughs> which is bitter and cloying, and it's warm. I'm anyway. sorry. Oh. I try my best, guys, but you know. <laughs> Zachary. Yeah. Any other China history content other than you guys I should watch? Uh, I already seen Cochrane Northern Southern China. Um, I'm sure there's a ton out there. Have you seen Stay Awesome China? Because it's that's Chinese history, but yeah, I recommend well, it. It's it is modern Chinese you history. You plugged yourself so many damn times this is, in this episode. This is not you've got to understand that these documentaries that we shot, by the way, um, very big mm -hmm. achievements for us. Huge. And they, it's not something that we earn money off of. You got to understand no. when we plug it, we're not plugging because we we actually did it um, with uh, some friends of ours. That's how we did it. Our producer is a guy I met. We won't go through the we're whole story, friends, yeah. but basically. We split all the revenue that comes from uh, the Vimeo sales. It's not a lot. No. It will make a couple hundred bucks every six months or something. It's really not a lot of no. money. But th that was due to our um, lack of knowledge with the, the movie industry. So yeah. we sold off the rights for very cheap. We screwed up a lot. Let's put it that way. But the actual products, Conquering Southern China, Conquering Northern China, 
um, are something we're incredibly proud of. Correct. And it shows the best of China. So it that's does. why we like it. Right. But also Stay Awesome China, which was the last documentary I did before I left China, where right. I actually went and it was very um, hairy because I was interviewing people who were kind of on the edge of um, you know society, people that were kind of fighting against the system, right. people that are special, interesting, that needed and different. And um, I went around to all the first tier cities and interviewed them and went into like a house where the girls do the live streaming, you know, and I met up with a, a nude photographer and a rap band and, you know, a sexy cyborg and all these people. And it's a fantastic documentary and it's out there on, on Vimeo so you can watch it. And it's it's part of what we do anyway. Mm -hmm. I would put it in, you know, you weren't in the documentary because mm -hmm. you were elsewhere at the time. But the fact of the matter is it's still in line it's the same people that did conquering southern china mm -hmm. conquering northern mm -hmm. china same editors and producers sure. and stuff so definitely go check it out if you haven't seen it because it's a real treat mm. you know i got drunk the other night and i watched it again and i was like you know what? this is a great documentary mm. yeah it's good i liked it yeah norman fair extra points for the big trouble in little china quote <laughs> nice lustrous uh what is your opinion on ntd news we just yeah similar that. thank yeah. you no, it is the same thing. The same thing, yeah. Chad Hurst, isn't the transplantation of manufacturing to Vietnam just bar borrowing from Peter to pay Paul? Never forget you, too, are crucial. Love y'all. Thank you. Um, we can hope that Vietnam doesn't end up with the same political system that China has. It's on the path to being like that. But yeah. At the same time, they Vietnam don't like is, China. No, they don't. And they're also friendly to the West. And they don't have blocked internet. Well, not not like China anyway. Correct, and they, honestly, they, they don't operate with the same only self-interest in mind thing. Yeah, they don't. So there's there's some crucial differences. One there's one issue with that is that there's a lot a lot of Chinese companies simply move their factories to Vietnam right. so that people think they're dealing with Vietnam, but they're actually still dealing with China. Correct. Yeah, and that's worrying. Yeah. Uh, Toda rescue, Toda rescue, I get it. Uh, history repeats itself. No thought about society change in 99 year lease, then a 50 year two system BS agreement. The UK should have had foresight, especially knowing that China government then. Share some Omegang with oneself. What's Omegang? It's like a Belgian ale. Okay. Thank okay, you. sounds great. Zachary, uh, P.S. Dung threatened to invade Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah, we know, and that's why there's a really good game about it. Yeah, <laughs> 1997. <laughs> uh, Han yeah. W., uh, no question, just wanted to thank you guys for your great work as always. Hope to have a beer with you one day in Melbourne. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, my bro. Mm -hmm. uh, da Long, great episode, guys. Phil Axbear from Canada. Thank you. Uh, thanks for sharing your insights on these important issues. Thank you. Trumple Stiltskin, my man. Here's some beer money. Put it. Put some in defense stocks, too. Fantastic, yeah. Buy war bonds. NEP. <laughs> yeah. The CCP is at war with the world, and the world doesn't even know it. Just saying. It's in true. Way, yeah. it, like the, it's, it's been subverting you know, the way the world works for a long Correct. time now. Uh, Auslander 808. The world flexes. No signs back down. Could just see this going towards armed, armed conflict, even if just proxy wars. Well, we uh, hope not. Probably not. Yeah, we hope not. Yeah, um, basically. We're not like soothsayers. We yeah. can only be, we've been presented with certain facts that we can translate for you in a way, but we can't predict military action. Right. Uh, Mike Huter, stay awesome. It's worth it just for the rapping. Oh, Don't you dare. Wow. That's, uh, it was terrible. I got put on the That's spot. That's why you wouldn't watch it. Yeah, because basically the, uh, the, the, the rap band was like, you know, put me on the spot. They start doing a beat and they're like, okay, go for a rap. I'm like, what am I supposed to say? So I made up the most ridiculous rap it. ever. Don't even spoil it. Yeah. People can go see it now because they're going to be like, holy shit, you rapped. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. Uh, thank you for all the links to Jesse Horn. He just posted them. He's our moderator. Uh, so Thanks. all the things we mentioned, uh, his dad's channel, mm -hmm. the documentaries, uh, the t-shirt, which is not correct. <laughs> <laughs> is it? No. Yeah, because it's a W-A-I. 
Yeah. <laughs> Can you make sure that the the link to um <laughs> to to my my parents' channel it is, works? It is correct. Really? Just yeah. click click no. it anyway. It is correct. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, I'm sorry we went way over time today, but we'll see we you in did. a couple of weeks. We'll see you. It's actually been on your fun. Channel. Yeah. It's been super it's fun been hanging fun. out with you guys. Hopefully, the doom and gloom stuff and all this bullshit that we talk about about the China's dastardly deeds doesn't get you down because a little humor injected in there. Sure. Laugh about all sure. this. Sure. The world is burning. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. Guys, seriously, please join me tomorrow for my video. It'll be mm-hmm. 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific oh, time. And. and- Check out my video from Wednesday because I covered the Hong Kong thing. Absolutely, yes. Actually, a very good video again. Thank you. Very good video. Guys, we'll see you next time. Uh, We can't wait, actually. It's always a a pleasure um, being able to talk to you and have you on the show. Thank you so much.